Today on the Little Dum Dum Club, a brand new episode with guests Tom Ballard and Nick Kappa. This is a little time capsule episode recorded about three or so weeks ago on the cusp of lockdown coming back in in Melbourne. Speaking of which, you still have a brief chance to get a uh, Little Dum Dum Club branded face mask before they are all sold out. They're That's racing r- off the shelves. Correct, Tommy. Um, not many left. A couple of dozen left as we are recording this. So get in very quick along with all the merch. You'll hear more about this at the back in uh, Talking Dum Dum at the end of the episode. Yes, but enjoy this episode with Tom Ballard and Nick Kappa. <laughs> Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselo. And with me, as always, the other half of the program, Nick Kappa. No. Hello. No. Good day, dickhead. <laughs> oh, I'm a dickhead. No. It's me, Carl Chandler. I'm here. I'm here, everyone. Don't fret. Everyone else is a dickhead. Don't fret. Don't fret. A shit wall of jog. That's pretty. That's you. And, 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 oh, and uh, I'm Tommy, and he's the other guest, Tom Ballard. Yay. Uh, I, I didn't hear it. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, thanks, Tom. I really yeah, appreciate yeah. it. No worries, man. That's, the, that's the ex housemate code that you've got. <laughs> to stand up for. <laughs> well, once again, uh, this is this is being recorded way back in time, and this is th- things are being shut down, and when everything goes to shit, we get Tom Ballard in just before <laughs> everything know. shuts down. This is an emergency session, just like the one we did two months ago, yeah. where we had a good time, but we thought, thank God we'll never have to do that again. Yes. So uh, yeah, everything goes into lockdown in Victoria. Midnight tonight as we're recording this, and so this is oh. a this is a specially. Uh, hastily assembled emergency session of Little Dum Dum Club. Oh, really? Yeah. You guys rang me and said you've been thinking about this. You've been curating this for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, this ties into it. I had some big I breaking. I got a text at twelve oh one a.m. This ties into some big breaking news that I have on the pod that I haven't revealed yet. I've got, I've got a new job. I've been working in security for the last month. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's, go uh, on. It's been uh, quite a romantic time for me, let me tell you. What have you been securing? Very beautiful young lady in mm-hmm. at uh, the Ridges Hotel. Can't right. speak highly enough of it. But, uh, deep into the yeah, ridge. Deep into the ridge. Right, yeah. right. Bit of local for everyone That is a bit of local. Victoria, local. The, joke, yeah. the joke is if you're from out of, uh, not in Melbourne, uh, a hotel security man rooted a woman and now we're all going to die. Yeah. So, yeah. But that literally like, is... They should have got the army to do that. Oh, yeah, they've never done anything fucked to anyone. <laughs> I've never rooted anybody yeah, in Yeah, that would have just life. shot her in the pussy. It would have been fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that literally is what's happened, right? Like, that's we had a new outbreak in Victoria and, the, and it all stems back to this, this person that was in charge of guarding a returned traveller. God is, God is fuck on and now here we are. I hope, hope they got, like, two in. Because otherwise, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, I, hope, I hope either of them mastered. We, if we're all going to be mean? locked down for this, we need the details. Yeah. We honestly need this guy to be named and shamed. Yeah. We need to see what the person in question looks like sure. so that we can, you know, yeah. look, some of us red-blooded males would look at it and go, yeah. worth it. Fair yeah. enough. Absolutely worth it. You've got to give it yeah. up. You, for a brother going out and getting his needs met. Exactly. <laughs> it's like there's no use of seeing, oh, six. Oh, come on, guys. Why, why, are, we, why are we locked in? Why are we locked in for another month and a half? Fucking just hell. eat a brutus. That's six. great. The headline on the Herald Sun. <laughs> six weeks for a six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. They make this they make it smaller font and it, they go, um, 
Uh, we're stuck in for six weeks because of sex with a six. We <laughs> <laughs> oh, used to work in newspapers, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, I'm sure right. there's an editor somewhere who's got all of these just ready to deploy yeah. if the if the information gets leaked about the horny security guard. I don't want to be a parody of myself, but was there anal involved? These oh, are the questions that we need to that, ask. That is a good question. You know what you, I mean? Once yeah. you're in there and you're taking that risk, yeah. I reckon you're just going all out. You go on the whole smorgasbord, surely. Yeah. It'd be great if they were like, we used the condom, we were safe. You know, yeah. it's important to look after your health. Bit embarrassed, only lasted about five seconds. I yeah. thought, how's it going to, how's it, how am I going to catch it in such short of a time frame? We didn't touch each other's faces. <laughs> you can't ruin the town without going the brown. <laughs> there we go. That's on the whiteboard. That's on the whiteboard in at Herald Sun HQ. Don't take our freedom. Let us be free. Yeah, yeah. With riffs like this. Yeah. We need to be out there entertaining the masses. It was so hard to tell, wasn't it? Because in the at least the, we, we were talking about this at a gig, Tommy. But the initial story it was hard to tell whether it was true or not, and we, we'd heard it from Tim Hewitt, a Hewitt, friend, Hewitt. Of, yeah, comedian friend of ours, who uh, yeah, not the most not the most reputable source, sure. And yeah. would and it's a story that he would make up or a character that he would create, yes. would do or riff about. So it's very hard to tell, like the, the veracity of it. But it does appear two days we, later. In it's the in the paper. It's in the newspaper. Somebody fucked, and now for six weeks we're going into lockdown. We need to get this guy on the pod. We need to get the horny security Absolutely. guy on the pod. I, I definitely think I would like to see the both the people involved. Yeah. Just to see. What what's what's what they're working with? Maybe they're fans of this. Maybe he listens and he's just like, you know what? He gives us the exclusive tell-all interview. I, I'm even, you know, because I'm just as keen to see him because, like, if you're a if you're a you know a lady stuck in isolation in some hotel mm. and you're just seeing some dumb fuck security guy mm. going, uh, well, what else have I got to do? Fresh Eat from the fucking carding. cardboard that they've been giving us to totally. work. Totally, yeah. Fresh from we carding sixteen-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> fresh from carding sixteen-year-olds at chases. Yeah. To being put in put in charge of a biosecurity matter. Yeah. Really makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> you, Nick, but you'd have been you'd have been um, employed Dicked down by a security guard. <laughs> yeah. This is so. This, How much COVID have you had to drink? <laughs> <laughs> Not in those coughs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, now this. this All right, I take it back. We should be locked out. Yeah. We should, you should be in prison for such riffs. It's good to be out with mates. I'm going to miss this. Yeah. Yeah. Not those coughs. So the the problem being that the security guards were underqualified and over mm. overstimulated. Mm. You, now they weren't trained for for what they were doing. Nick Happy, you would have been severely. Underqualified for different jobs in the yes. past, surely. Yes. Yeah. What? What's What's the most underqualified for a job you've ever been? Do you think comedy? Um. <laughs> oh, Slam dunk. There we go. There we go. Last dance. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. God damn! Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about killing myself in lockdown for the next six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, you know, we need to take the burden off the health care. I want to go into the room hey. with, of positive thoughts. Hey, I've been thinking about killing myself for years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, oh, um, man. Do you know what one of the one of the jobs I've been really underqualified for is uh, working at a paper folding factory. <laughs> what? <laughs> a paper folding factory? Yeah, I just had to look at the machine and make sure that because it was for biscuits, biscuit packages to make sure the biscuit biscuit packages got folded, and um, so I. Realise and you're underqualified for this. <laughs> Man, I thought counting the cracks on the pavement sounded like yeah. this is next level. They said that um, 
They said that you just got to check that none of the packages get stuck. And I'm like, that's cool. And then I quickly realized that if you change the setting so it didn't fold the biscuit packages exactly right, but it, it did fold them good enough that it would never get stuck. Are you like uh-huh. Mr. Bean when he tampers with the controls on the amusement park ride? Sometimes the, I do think movie? I am a living Mr. Bean, yeah, yeah, except yeah. I can talk yeah. uh, yeah. loosely. I was going to say, um, you, you, it sounds like your approach toward comedy. Oh, you don't have to do it actually good, but if you do it this way, you don't get in that much trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't. There's not as many mistakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it changes settings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so what I did was I just drew pictures down the back um, while supervising this machine uh, and uh, one of the managers came down one time and he saw me drawing so, so you were drawing I, instead of having to check on anything because you yeah. figured out a way of just it just going through sort of okay you've hacked yeah. the machine I've hacked the machine right. it's doing a passable job and you know when you checked out hacked into the fucking harness <laughs> yeah, mainframe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pretty cool deep blue oh, harness <laughs> deep blue harness is fucking going haywire at this point mm, yeah. what's the password I'll try Tim Tam one oh that's good <laughs> <laughs> And um, yeah, it was it was fine. But you know, when you're bludging and then you want to look busy, uh, the manager came over, and I was like, "Fuck it, he's got me now. I'll just carry on drawing." And, yeah, uh, picture of yeah, you rooting just, a tiny teddy. Yeah, <laughs> I just doubled down. Right, right. And he's like, to try, to try and convince him, maybe that this is part of the job. Yeah, you yeah, doing cartoons yeah. about uh, you sticking a mint slice up your ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real funny place because I don't know whether you guys have worked in a real depressing no, factory. None of us have done anything. Close to what you've done. I have. I've nah. worked in a factory. Look at these yeah. hands. Yeah. <laughs> what face beautiful you hands? I worked in a factory Cancer assembling. Factory? Yes. <laughs> yes. I worked in a factory assembling boxes for a um, promotional thing for Carlton Draft, where they were sending out oh, yep. stuff to like for the cricket. It was like if you buy a jug, you get this free inflatable cricket bat or whatever. So I'd assemble the boxes and then put all the like promotional stuff into the boxes for them to be shipped out to the pubs, and oh. it was fucking. One of the worst weeks of my whole oh, life. Oh, man. It was th- this whole factory, it was grey. The uniforms were grey. Um, but the best thing ever was that in the lunchroom, they had a beach setting painted on the wall, <laughs> like a mural, <laughs> to say that, hey, it's all going to be okay. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. grim. It was so grim. And the only thing that got us through was it was in Brisbane. And there was this lady, I think her name was Margaret or something, and she was in the Hellfire Club. <laughs> Good on would... you for taking a punt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not crucial information at all, and you're admitting that it's most likely wrong. Yeah. 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 It does sound like a very Hellfire Club member, though. Margaret. Yeah, Margaret. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then she would. everyone would always talk about how Margaret's in the Hellfire Club. And so I'd that's sort of like a bondage nightclub. Yeah, like a bondage ah, group okay. sex thing. Yeah. And I was so desperately wanted to know whether Margaret was in the Hellfire Club or whether it was just a, a rumour yep. about Margaret. And then uh, these young guys, like the boss's kids or something, came into work and one of them just went over and asked her and said, are you in the Hellfire Club? And she's like, yes, I am in the Hellfire Club. These boys were like 16 or 18. Yeah. And then... Uh, How old was she? Oh, she was like in her 40s or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she was very experienced. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she, uh, well, I didn't know for sure, but yeah. you know what I mean? In the Hellfire Club, you yeah. got to 
Like that's that's above your peas, you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're yeah. on a <laughs> You can drive a manual and yeah. a forklift. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got my green, I can only be whipped by two people at a time. And then it was six, you'd always tell us heaps of stories about the Hellfire Club in Brisbane, which I mean look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, pigeonhole, but it probably would have been quite grim. It's got as Brisbane's grim as gotta the be factory. the yeah. <laughs> Brisbane's gotta be the gnarliest chapter of the Hellfire Club. Yeah, sure. I mean Brisbane Hellfire Club, you, there's a lot of leather shorts, I guess, instead of full pants and like, yeah. cut off sleeves and yeah. <laughs> I've never heard know. of the Hellfire Club oh, until this moment. There just used now. to be really? a Hellfire Club in Melbourne, in like Burke Street, I think. Yeah, yeah. You ever heard of it, Tom? Like 20... Are you familiar with this? Uh, why <laughs> would you assume that I? Have? <laughs> well, yeah, um, I don't think so. No, I thought I was saying a biker <laughs> gang. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess probably a lot of crossover with the <laughs> yeah, tire. With the yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. I, I heard yeah. it got taken over by the Park Ridge. <laughs> 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 what kind of stories would That's she the, tell you about being whipped and stuff? Oh, she would go, oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, we're in a big group and we all get to know each other and then we just get down to it, you know, nothing too. I was like, I don't know, I feel a bit weird probing her all about oh, this information. She like she wants it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two people running through the same thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> uh, the best thing ever, though, it was so grim, but there was this guy. I, by the way, I love the idea of her on a Saturday night being absolutely slammed by four blokes in leather and then waking up and going, oh, well, off to pack the shortbread creams together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that that was the best She's thing She's literally about fudge it. packing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great. After a long working day in the factory, just like getting absolutely demolished by the cat of nine tails, it's been like, God, good darn wine, you know? Just really take the stress off. Monday morning and then a bunch of 16-year-olds coming in and going, so the boys you met on uh, Saturday night, were they... Uh were they, were they teddy bears or were they tiny teddies? Yeah. <laughs> More of a Monte Carlo. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, so she... Uh, that, that's amazing that it's like the... What were they? The sons of... Kid, kids of someone yeah, that worked there? Yeah, kids of someone that worked there. And it was real funny because uh, there was this guy who was... You could tell... We just wanted to bring people together, but everyone was just depressed at this factory. Right. And he said, let's have a LAN party, like an online gaming party. <laughs> he said, I've got five computers at my house. We can go there, have a party. And I felt so sorry for this guy that I was like, yeah, why not? He, he was diabetic and he put like six sugars in his coffee right. you know, at break time. Working, working at the biscuit factory <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, and yeah. all he did was talk about video games and I loosely <laughs> knew a little bit about video games. And this I reckon just... everyone in this story apart from Kappa is dead now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the be- this is the best conversation. One of the best conversations I've ever heard was um, I bought my lunch to work once and everyone was so impressed that I didn't get it from the smoko van because yeah, I just yeah. I wanted to kill myself any time I went to that smoko van like I, one time I saw a um, a hot dog that was flat like it was totally <laughs> flat you know what I mean? like a hot dog it looked like Hang a two dimensional hot yeah, dog it was a two dimensional hot dog <laughs> you mean not just the wiener but the bun as yeah, well yeah everything was flat so yeah. just being smooth yeah, yeah. yeah right and, that was, and someone was eating a flat hot dog? Yeah, yeah. It's like the little I'm, rollers that they keep the sausage on. The whole thing has just kind of gone through one yeah, of them. It's been it steamrolled. The most depressing place. Anyway, I... Did I, it get... Was it mailed to him? Is that why it was flat? Because yeah. they had to go through the mail slot? Or? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how it happened. I just remember buying one, 
unwrapping the foil and it was flat. Right. Like, and everybody laughed at me. And <laughs> Surely you must have seen it, it coming the most... from the shape of the foil, though. It can't have been that much of a shock. <laughs> Bit of bubble wrap in there to fill it out. He'll never know. And I've got no bravery whatsoever, so I, I didn't want to go back to the Smoko Van person because they were the... You know, I'm pretty sure it was this the roughest lady I'd ever met. Like, you know what I mean? Even if they were closed, you could have returned it pretty easily. Yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. Slid it under the... Did you eat it? Hey, yeah, I ate it, of course. <laughs> I ate that thing. I was like, dog. I'll show you, hot dog. I'm going to enjoy this <laughs> flat hot Sounds dog. like the person running the hot dog machine has the same approach to that as you have to the biscuit wrapping machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tweak the dial so it's just passable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't taste any different. Yeah, <laughs> they were trying to fold it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we can fold this hot dog, yeah. we can store more of them here and yeah. we make more money. Yeah. That's good. Man, actually, that's a, yeah, that yeah. was a good smoke event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I and I was cooking, I was um, I reheated my dinner and they were, they were all just staring at me like, and it was I was like 22 at the time, so I had no culinary skills whatsoever. Right. So I'm pretty sure it was like chicken tonight, you know. And they were like, right. "What'd you do?" And I said, "I just added the chicken tonight sauce to yep. the to the vegetables and the chicken." They were like, "Whoa, this yeah. is sick!" And, when do you uh, flatten it? Yeah, yeah. When do you flatten it? Yeah. <laughs> do you so want I, us to step on it? What happened? Are your so shoes hang, broken? Yeah, or? Yeah. So hang on, this didn't come from a van. <laughs> <laughs> this food has depth. This is insane. <laughs> Well, lady, know with your third measurement yeah. food. There's a there's a there's a one eyed guy one eyed guy in the corner going. Is, is there something different about this? Or, I don't know. You guys are all going crazy, but what's, what's the story? Can you cater my land party? Shrove Tuesday absolutely goes off in this factory. They love it. Chicken tonight. That sounds like a suburb of China. <laughs> Fucking hell. What does it mean? <laughs> what, does it, what does it all mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, the um, uh, there was this other guy who goes, um, and he'd accidentally he'd accidentally had kids to four different women or something. <laughs> accidentally, yeah, somehow, somehow. That's so he had, ac- he had that's not an accident. He had four fair. kids under one roof uh, with the current one or whatever. And uh, we were talking about dinner or something. He's working I, in I, security at yeah, a variety yeah, of different yeah, yeah. hotels. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said oh, to him, it'd be "Great if he'd gotten her pregnant, yeah. COVID baby." Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and I was eating this lunch, and then I said, um, "Yeah, it's good. I've actually got into cooking lately. I, I cooked last night with my girlfriend, and and uh, yeah, it was nice. You know, we always sit out the back." And he's like, "What? You don't have the TV on <laughs> when you eat?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "That's quiet time for me. That's when everybody shuts the hell up." <laughs> well, when TV's on, yeah, we goes. Yeah. You, he goes. Right. Turn the TV on. Kids, kids are quiet. Eat dinner. That's the only time. And I, I was like, appreciate the intellect of Ray Barone as it's yeah, meant to yeah, be fully consumed. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, God, I got to get out of here. <laughs> uh, but then nobody rocked up to the lamb party except for me. <laughs> 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 Except for me and one other guy. Not not Margaret. No, Margaret didn't rock up. She no, lamb parties. Busy. I think they're a bit dull for her. Yeah, uh, she was off she, at the anal party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was too she was away getting all sorts. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so there were five compu- there were more computers than there were people yeah, at the land exactly. party. Oh my god. <laughs> Great. You can really spread out. Yeah. Play against yourself. And uh, I just remember this poor guy, because he was diabetic, he had all these lollies out, right? And I just remember him shoving those lolly pineapples mm. into his face, just like, 
a handful at a time of lolly pineapples and then saying while he's chewing on them, well, this is fucked. This is an absolute disgrace. <laughs> Speaking of the land party thing, I, I, think I've, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but like when I was in year 12 and I was studying media and you have to make a short film for your, like, your final assessment. And so there had just recently been a story in the newspaper about a, a house in Frankston where they had... Um, these guys had like carved a big wooden penis out of a tree stump <laughs> in their front yard and then people had complained and the council made them cut it down. And I read that in the newspaper and just thought, that's really funny. For my year 12 media assessment, I'm going to make a documentary about this. I'm going to look these guys yeah. up. I'm going to interview them. I'm going to interview the council and I'm going to try and get the wooden penis put back up. So I hit up the guys who had it in their front yard and went like had to get my parents to drive me down on a weekend to interview <laughs> them like when I'm in like so I'm still at school and go in and these guys were just it, as you can imagine it was just the most deadbeat house of guys like yeah. go in there and it's this big share house it's in Frankston and you're and some 15 year old kid I'm yeah I'm like I'm 17 right. yeah so yeah. I'm just turning up and um, in their front living room I remember they had honestly about 10 de- when we turned up about 10 desktop computers set up, all of which were either watching or downloading pornography. (laughs) And on on a couple of screens, both. And just like walking in, this is like 2004, so just like walking in and being like, this is the coolest house I've ever yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. actually thinking like, yeah. I want if I can be half as cool as these guys when I'm in my mid twenties, yeah. I will have made it. And yeah. then you start to get closer to mid twenty, and you go, that is so fucking depressing. Yeah. That is so fucking like. But just like it was like a full on like you see like the the operations rooms in movies where they're like in the CIA or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was this deep Sneakers. operation of like we have to be getting as much pornography <laughs> as quickly as possible. <laughs> and then also just having it on just to like, yeah. just to check for abnormalities yeah, or anything yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It's just yeah. like... Computer enhanced. <laughs> <laughs> this is like midday on a Wednesday as well. Yeah. It's like so fucking brutal. Great. So fucking. good, man. It's, yeah. Things like that just, I don't know, when you walk away, you're like... Man, imagine being an adult and just being able to do all the stuff you can. Yeah. yeah. Like, imagine just having unlimited options. Oh, yeah. just and watching it, porno in the living room. How yeah, cool that would yeah, be. Yeah. And then now it's like, no, I need to keep the living room. I need to keep, maintain the sanctity of the living room. Mm. This happens on the laptop, on the bed, yep. and nowhere else. Yeah. I was never a fan of... I remember my mates, uh, when I went to college, they watched pornos together. Yeah. Like, they'd all watch pornos together, and I'd be like... I, I can't do this. Like, I can't have someone knowing that I'm aroused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's... I, I do remember people... I remember that being on Big Brother one season where there was a guy talking about... You know how, like, you all sit around and watch pornos together and you all... Well, you watch Big Brother. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, Carl watched Big Brother up late. Early, no, early on. <laughs> the good years. Yeah, good years. Yeah. No, but they were talking about, like, you know... Hey, remember that guy called Hot Dogs who was totally flat? <laughs> 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 Sorry, go unwrapped him in foil. There and he they, was. They would. They were talking about, and I, I think that's like a common thing of like guys sitting around watching pornos together, but then also they're jerking themselves off. Oh, what? Mm. Yeah. Wow, that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate that, and that would be bad. I remember hearing about this. I'm like, I never got an invite to any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's a toned down night at the Hellfire Club. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh. what you do on a weekday or a yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, what you, yeah. that's what you do in reception. Yeah, should we watch a porno and jack off together? What is this Ratatouille? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty G-rated. <laughs> I, rem- I remember. Uh, yeah, speaking of you know 
I don't know, when you're an adult and you don't know what... I remember one time... Speaking I, of being an adult, here on the Little Dum Dum Club. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember it was like uh, at, at college once, I was staying in this like, you know, student accommodation place, and then a mate goes, hey, Kappa, I just got a heap of money from my parents or something. Do you just want to come out and get blind with me in the day? Like, day drunk, you know what right. I mean? He's like, yeah. let's go. We'll get a carton of beers... Let's go to the strip clubs. Like, I'll go to the cross. It'll be sick. And um, and then I was like, yeah, cool, man. This will be great, right? So we down, like, I don't know, 10 beers or whatever of these, like, VB throwdowns. He's like, let's go to the cross. We go to the cross. It's like 2 in the afternoon, right? And I think this is my awakening. This is the f- this is one of the first times I've ever been in a strip club. <laughs> Can we just clarify what you yeah. mean by a heap of money? In yeah. that, you know, oh, yeah. Much, like you're drinking VBs and going to a strip <laughs> club. I, I reckon he probably got around $60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drink big. Good to yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's great. Yeah, but this is 10 to 15 years ago. Nowadays, that would be like $90. I so, see, right. Yeah. So that's that's great. Me yeah. calling you up and going, Tom, I've won Powerball. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to come round and have a beer? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm going all out. It's and on me. The most depressing thing is it wasn't even a full carton of VBs. It was these little ones you could get, these throwdowns. Kind of like the step up from the ones you get on a plane. Yeah, like <laughs> It was a, a full carton of those. Oh, so right. we could just carry them around the streets of Sydney while walking around. Right. Wow. And uh, he said, yeah, man, we'll go to the strippers, you know, my shout, whatever. And I was like, oh, cool. Never really been to a strip club before. This is going to be sick. When they were like two in the afternoon. And we just walk in, and they're just playing a porno. They've outsourced. They're just playing a porno, and then this lady comes and sees us, and she's like, "All right, look, we can go. You can go upstairs if you want, and uh, or I can give you a hand job for like you know this much money." And we're like, "Oh, I don't like." I was just spooked out by the whole thing. Like I was wearing. That's not a my whole club, is it? Yeah, that's a a fuck club. Yeah, Yeah. my whole my whole clothing range was from surf, dive, and ski. Like, you know, like I had globe shoes on. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like Billabong. I'm pretty sure I had a motocross brand shirt yeah, on. Yeah. So you're frantically trying to work yeah, out yeah. which of those three categories does a hand job fall under? Yeah. This is surf dive or it's kind of ski, I guess. And I remember I remember my mate going, Oh, can we just get a drink? Thanks. And then um She's like, yeah, no worries. We got a heap of drinks here. Oh, um, nice. And he's like, let's get uh, some pre-mixed rum and cokes, right? Comes back, <laughs> and they're in brown paper bags. She just went to the bottle across the street. Great. That's awesome. Great. And unwrapped them. And Thailand style. And we sat, and you know, you know, you're trying to be polite. Hey, your mates, taking me out. This is cool. Whatever, whatever. It would be uncouth of me to turn down the hand job. Yeah. And then uh, I was like. We just sat there for about an hour, and I just said to him, man, can we go? Like, and he's like, yeah, let's go get a tattoo. And then, uh, <laughs> to remember this night. <laughs> and then we went to a tattoo place, and I Is drew... this guy going to prison the next yeah, day? Yeah. Like, why this... this the, so what, he just got a random injection of money, and then he's gone, let's just go crazy. Let's, let's go injection. crazy, yeah, yeah. But, I, we, I, you know, I don't know. I was, I was 18 and a half or whatever. Mm-hmm. I felt like... I've, I didn't know how to party back then. I was very uncomfortable mm-hmm. with myself. I didn't know 
you know, how to do any of that stuff, how yeah. to how to have a wild night, you know what I mean? I was a very awkward kind of guy or whatever. No. So, so yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So did you get a tattoo? Yeah, I drew, I drew, oh, I drew a tattoo for him. Oh, it yes. was a playing card on fire. Um, <laughs> no. And it was an ace of spades, and then there was a skull in the spade. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And that guy became the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty you, sure he's doing open mic now. I yeah. Just, I mean, I'm sure that listeners have written down what we know about the Nick Kappa chronology and how things lead mm, to things. Mm. But Timeline is fascinating. Yeah. Is extraordinary. So you went to university in Sydney. What did you study? Yeah. Uh, graphic design. Graphic design. Okay. Yeah. Hence the, the yeah. drawing of the card on fire and the skull. Yeah. And then how do you go from that to working that his, at the that factory? His, that was his final presentation, by the way. How do you go from that to working at the That's factory? That's great. Margaret and the diabetic man. <laughs> no, I just love uh, that the guy with the tattoo, that's your folio. So when you're having yeah. your final thing, and this guy has to come in and just hang out with your lecturer for like a week while no, he gets graded. I like, I like that idea. He hands that. That's his one thing in the folio. And, and it's, the, it's the burning fucking playing card. It goes, there you go. How do I go at college? They go, cool, you got into this new school. We'll drop you off there. And it's the biscuit factory. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's our new pathway program, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can look at packaging all day, get folded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I worked there and then I got a job as a graphic designer right. afterwards. Um, but it was on Where? very meagre pay. It was like $350 a week. Oh, yeah, it was you terrible. You said this was in Bri- the biscuit factory was in Brisbane? Yeah, after I got fed up with the graphic design work and my dad said, come back out to the farm and you get $800 a week net. Mm-hmm. Like just driving From a tractor. your dad? Tractor all day. Oh, I, I worked on the farm my dad used to manage. Right, oh, okay. So I'd just sit on a tractor for 12 hours a day. And I'd listen to you sometimes on Triple J oh, uh, wow. Ballet. It was An great. honour to be soundtracked. Yeah, yeah. This. And yeah. I'd listen to Dave Callan at night. I was a huge Dave Callan fan. Did you ever call in? Adam and Will. Uh, no, I, yeah, I did call in. Mm-hmm. I did call in once um, because they had What's Your Best Festival Story? <laughs> and one time I drove back. Fuck, we've got another story now. Yeah, great. Yeah. Okay, all right. One time I drove. Are we allowed to hear this story? Is this property, <laughs> yeah, intellectual this, property this, this of this Triple J? Owned by the ABC. Is this now Dave Callan's story, or <laughs> just some absolute Mil- classic Triple J work there? What's yeah. your best festival story? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like being on the phone? Give us a call right now. Yeah. They like festivals, right? Yeah. You're always fucking banging yeah. on about them. Call in and tell us about you fingering someone. Is, is the producer <laughs> getting paid that paid less than Kappa was in his graphic design job? Because. <laughs> Story. What's, your, what's your best music? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be what's the flattest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get me on the horn. What's the biggest radio you've ever listened to? <laughs> God, I wish we could have people call into this. Yeah. If we could just field calls no, now for the don't. remainder of the show about people telling us about flat things that they've you, seen. You know you don't want that because as soon as anyone talks to you on social media from this podcast, you go, fuck this. <laughs> no, but I'm saying in a world where we have, a produ- we have someone screening oh, the call, right, it's not just right. open access. It's right. someone who... Yep. It's someone whose job it is to weed out the, um, you know, yep. separate the wheat from the chaff, yes. who inevitably yes. kills themselves after a yes. week yes. of having to talk to these yes. people. You should get the people, the crazy people who call it a triple J who don't go on air should be redirected to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forward them through and you yeah. can talk to them fucking crazy. Yeah, it's people. like the off-cut meat becomes yeah. pet food. That's don't, like us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we only want that, though. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, the little yeah, neck meat want. podcast. <laughs> we're, we're these the weird... second tier. <laughs> We're like the Hellfire Club of of, uh, of media. <laughs> what was your festival story? 
Oh, we drove back from. Wait, sorry, Tom. Can you set it up? Set it. Uh, you know, right. Cap has called you're in. You're on the, the air. Yeah, okay, uh, that's Band of Horses. Uh, they're probably that, <laughs> they're that's, good. That's actually, yeah, yeah, great probably band album, reference. Yeah. Um, uh, Triple J, uh, Tom, Al- Tom, and Alex here. We've got uh, Nick Caffrey on the light. Where's Nick? Alex? Um, he's uh, he's gone to the bathroom. He's shitting out of his butt. <laughs> cool. um, uh, coming up soon. Your chance to win some of Alex's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, we got uh, Nick on the line. Uh, Nick, we're talking about your best uh, festival stories. Hey, Nick. Um, yeah, uh, I uh, I went to Splendor in the Grass. Yep, and um, proudly uh, supported by Triple J. We 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 were driving back, mm-hmm. and uh, I was with uh, two Nick other Cap mates. Is nervous, he thinks he's on radio. <laughs> I know, I am. I'm worried. I get to I get to talk to one of my radio heroes. <laughs> Also love At this, this point, I'm looking at the producer going, this is terrible talent. Yeah, 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 what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. This guy fucking sucks. I, yeah, I love that Kappa's best festival story. The start of it is, so I'm leaving the festival. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's about two weeks later and I saw a UFO. Uh, <laughs> fuck, someone hit, someone hit, play the, the fooies or something. Someone put some music on. Fucking hell. <laughs> dump, hit the dump button. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Nick, you sort of broke up there on anyway, the way for a little for bit. For part of it, we drove back nude. Oh, like, fuck, there was just three quick. of us in the car just driving nude. Right. Yeah. yeah Who'd yeah, been yeah. on that year? The Chili Peppers or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Prodigy were on, which is weird. Uh, yeah, there's no nudity. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Why were you nude? I oh, just thought it'd be fun. <laughs> uh, drove back from Byron to Brisbane nude. Just yeah, nude yeah. in the car. Yeah, just in the All car, right, just right. nude. Right. What's he What's he getting for this anecdote, Tom? Is he getting yeah. a copy of the Hottest 100 yeah. for that year or a JMAG? <laughs> or? A JMAG that got discontinued yeah. years ago. <laughs> and some stickers. You probably yeah. like stickers, don't you? <laughs> Dirty little festival pink. You, you get some shitty old JMAG that's under the chair with a fucking fold-out poster of Magic Dirt in it. <laughs> this wasn't Dave Callan's response at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you didn't have any trousers? <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, it was real I'm funny Scottish. because... Because um, I used to do night shift on the tractor, and uh, Dave Cullen would always talk a bit, talk to. He'd have characters he'd talk to, like not characters, but real people. Yeah, yeah. you know, like Steph from Tamworth. I, I think it was Steph from Tamworth. He'd always talk to, mm-hmm. and I would think to myself, "Man, she must be famous. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that must be her life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, being Steph from Tamworth. Yeah. In the and way that people think nothing. that any band that they've heard on Triple J is like yeah. making a living from music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she must just get everything for free." Yeah, Adam and Will used to call this dude called Stinky. Uh, I forget what he... I think Dave Callan called him once too. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. As I said it, I was like... Oh, no. I am in deep shit. (laughs) As I was tying up the noose, I was like, hang on a minute. This could be used on me if I'm not careful. Why did I step off this ladder? (laughs) All I need is someone to just tiptoe onto the stool and kick it off. Oh, God, that delicious bite of that Uh loan. It really gave me a lot of nutrients. And that's what I thought. I thought, oh, man, this... uh, uh, this dude must be famous. You know yeah. what I mean? They call him once a week. Mm. And I think he was a graffiti removalist or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, why is he working a job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't you just hang out and be co- like, you're he's on talking Triple five J. five minutes a week yeah. on yeah. Triple J. Yeah. yeah. Think yeah. he's famous for the graffiti removal? Just anytime you see a blank wall. Oh, he's done it again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if there's no signature, you know who's done it. <laughs> Actually, it's really funny. I'm, I'm working a warehouse job at the moment. Mm. And there's a listener who works at the warehouse. Of the of the pod? Yeah, yeah. She had to get a job at the warehouse as well because her pub got closed down mm-hmm. due to COVID. And then she said to her manager, I'm working with Kappa, who's also a listener. And he's like, what? Yeah, like, right. Like, where do you work at? Like a media place or something? She's like, no, at a warehouse. <laughs> right. What's the pub? Can you say the pub? Uh, no, I... 
don't know the pub. It's somewhere in the Burbs. Okay. It has bands, something. Yep. Shout out to Jade. Yep. Jade and her uh, her boyfriend who listens as well. Right. Okay. And her manager. Some yep. guy. So that's right? three people. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah great yeah. shout out there. Yeah, yeah great Some shout guy. out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be sending you a dum dum prize pack, <laughs> which is a photo of Carl signed. I, I can't believe Jade's boyfriend has to work. He's a regular on this show now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout it out. And you know what? You wouldn't even need to mail it to her. I would just take it into work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty handy. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that was that was my my story, and I remember feeling very honoured. I was on the tractor, mm. and uh, Dave Callan answered. I couldn't oh, you, believe you it. You did make the call on, while you were on the tractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was nice. good. Yeah. So nice. I was like, this is the highlight of my life. Yeah. I bragging to. I do remember ringing up to be on the radio. Yeah. At that point, and sort of being like, wow, I can't believe I actually got on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a, I'm, I don't know if you remember this, Ballard. This is a real weird thing. I remember when I first started comedy, mm. I... Um, two weeks ago? Yeah. It hasn't started I'm yet. Sorry, uh, sorry. Sorry. You did pause too long. Oh, Something had to happen. Bro. I, I just Something peer pressure, happen. you know. Yeah, I get around yeah, these bullies yeah, yeah. and I get involved. <laughs> <laughs> I want Carl to think I'm cool, you know. Yeah. You're one of the only nice guys. guys left. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. And you let him peer pressure ruin you. No, yeah. I love you. You're great. <laughs> But I, I, I think I've told you this story before, but I, I worked at ABC shop, right? Yep. And then I... Um, selling ABC merch, selling fucking bananas and pyjamas merch. To be honest, I was ridiculously underqualified for that job. Right. Because <laughs> right. the only show I watched was Keeping Up Appearances. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so do you, you think to work at the ABC shop, you your qualifications be... <laughs> are that you need to watch the 7.30 report? Yeah. Yeah. Intimately familiar with all of the merchandise in the store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would try to ring Richard Moorcroft and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> On your resume, yeah, I've jacked yeah. off to the raggy dolls. Yeah. No big deal. Yo, Kerry O'Brien, what's the deal? What's yeah. the deal? Yeah. Is his name Kerry? I don't well know. versed in ABC one, two, and three. Yep, yeah, yeah. And this uh, is probably pre there being multiple ABCs, though. Yeah. Correct. I, I read an article when I was first starting comedy. You know, when you first start, you're just like ingesting mm. stuff, trying to get tips, yeah. all this kind of stuff. A week ago. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a week ago. Tommy, that's uh, not cool. Yeah, 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 it's not cool. I'm sorry, guys, I got carried away. I'm still Jeez. beginning to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I read an article that Tom Ballard, would, him and a friend, would drive two and a half hours to do an open mic spot. Oh yeah, and drive three and back. And a half, but, yeah. yeah, three and a half. Oh mm-hmm. right, whatever, man. All right. <laughs> Felt like two and a half though, yeah, with all the yeah, riffs, yeah. With all the riffs that yeah, we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Drive goes so quick. And uh, then I. That one time they said we need a fill in at ABC Studios to work in the shop there, and I was like, "Fuck, I can make some connections here." <laughs> uh, so you were working, you so you you like being upgraded to HQ. You were like yeah, a random. I was ABC at ABC shop. Chatswood, oh, okay, which we could right, hardly right. say. No celebrities are going in there. Yeah. Right. Although that dude who wears the bandana, who used to play rugby, who writes books, Peter Fitzsimmons. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he came in once, dripped his kebab all over the desk. <laughs> Didn't even wipe it up. He had a bandana. I didn't even know who he was. I was like, who's this weirdo? Oh, we've got a bit of spotted on the show this week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of celeb sighting. Yeah, yeah. Exposed. Spotted. 15 years ago, <laughs> this cunt dripping kebabages in the ABC He had shop. a bandana on, yeah. and he'd written, he was selling books in our shop, and he walks up to me eating a kebab going, how's my book going? And I'm like, who, is this dude That's homeless? Awesome. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. the biggest weirdo. Anyway, I said, I don't know, man. He's like, I'm, I'm Peter Fitzsimmons. Like, my book is over there. And I was like, 
yeah, cool. And I'm Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? like, I'm like, who the hell are you? are not yeah, yeah. I'm one of the bananas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the book is called The Wrong Way to Eat a Kebab. <laughs> Harvard in juice. Anyway. A kebab is such a gnarly on-the-go food. I think he figured out that I did not know who he was and he was kind of nice to oh. me then, which is good. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was more nice to you then. No, he just he thought it was kind of funny because the other person walked out and was like, oh, yeah, no, your book's selling well, Right. Uh, the, right. the manager. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she was like, that's Peter Fitzsimmons. I'm right. like, oh, yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. the... Um, but so he went so much um, promoted, just relocated yeah, away yeah. from Chatham. <laughs> Yeah, some some would say <laughs> some relocated. We're yeah, somewhere yeah. where Fitzsimmons doesn't go. Yeah. We need to get this guy yeah. out of the way yeah. of the talent. We're somewhere where we hate our celebs. Yeah. There. That's actually not that bad of a... So you're talking about the ABC shop like at the ABC headquarters yes. that you got moved to. Because mm. it's not like any of the talent that are going into work every day are going to come into the shop. Yeah. You'd have to be insane. You're on your way to work. Mm. I know, exactly. Anyway. The only time every year at the ABC you would get a... Um, twenty uh, For a Christmas present, you get a 25%... Uh, discount at the ABC shop. Hell yes. So that was a gift. So I that's a present. You, you got a discount. That was like, the, yes, that was the oh gift. Yeah, yeah. I extraordinary rem- stuff. And uh, I remember you came in. Yes. And I was like, fuck. Oh, this is Ballard coming, chance. This is Ballard coming into the flagship shop. ABC yeah, shop ABC in Ultimo. Yeah. He yeah. came in and he said, um, do you have any anal sex DVDs? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> And I said, <laughs> I've got my kebab everywhere. Uh, <laughs> no, you've got, you got garlic sauce? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I am gay. <laughs> and imagine. <laughs> imagine if that was you or indeed anyone. I said, I said fact we have keeping up appearances. <laughs> keeping it up the date appearances. <laughs> and then he threw his kebab at me, banged his fists on the table, and said, I demand. <laughs> <laughs> I demand would, uh, satisfaction. <laughs> Bend over, Kappa. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really going to miss this. Yeah. I'm really going to miss yeah. this. <laughs> that is a particularly good switcheroo, then. That, was, that, that did have me going. That was very good. If we had DVA, it really felt like the journey took about 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. come at me, Ballard. <laughs> <laughs> you moron. You know you're messing with? <laughs> Hey, see these bananas in pyjamas. Could I shove them up my ass? Is that possible? Have you got any merch for Doctor Who wants to get fucked up the butt? You have a go at me for being bad at comedy. I have a go at you for being gay. Have you got any copies of Mid-Bummer Murders? Have <laughs> you got, got any... Collected works of Q and Anal. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, God. We Media, go. watch me get rammed in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> Any others? Any uh, others at all? Oh, God. I think that's it. Inside Keeping Earth. up with arrearances. <laughs> <laughs> arrearances. Keeping up with arrearances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. We could run out the clock Doctor on this one. Who had yeah. sex with me. Yep. Oh, really? Listen, Kappa, listen. Come on. More of a seven mate guy, Myself. I'm really <laughs> scrambling here to <laughs> family guy that I want to fuck. <laughs> Carl had that one preloaded. I swear he did. <laughs> preloaded. That was the start of a new conversation. Not yeah. even an ABC produced television show. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, All right. Well, what about and this? I said. I said to Carl. I mean, Carl. Not. I said to Tom. Oh, I, I read the article. 
Um, oh, so it was this very inspiring. And now we're back into we're real life. We're finishing the real story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We dipped out of magic realism. Yeah, this was, very this was <laughs> after he pulled all the DVDs off the shelves <laughs> and demanded to see inside the storeroom. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what? And searched all of those. Yes. For anal sex. So I'm pretty sure we wouldn't be selling anal sex DVDs as a family. That's more of a commercial network sort of a thing. We then had to walk to every ABC shop. We've done. The riff is done. Yeah. What, what's is, real? Is the, is the real what's story real? He then called the manager. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm back. Go on. Yeah, we're having fun again. It's actually fine. Let's come back around the other end. <laughs> he then started ripping the cameras off their stands <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're in the real part of the story now. Uh, <laughs> Truth is stranger than fiction. No, it's going to be shit now. You got, the story. you got that angry just because there was no anal sex DVDs. I really like ABC anal sex. Yeah. What with me being gay and all. <laughs> and so that's what motivated my action on that day. Right. Okay. I get it. Nick. But still, it was an inspiring moment for Nick to meet one of his heroes. <laughs> yeah, that's what made him want to start stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I want to be able to throw a tantrum like this. Yeah. I mean, I would have told that story on the tractor to Dave Callan over that other bullshit one, but anyway, that's just me. <laughs> anyway, I, I said that to him, and uh, I said, I'm starting stand-up myself, and then you humoured me. You were like, oh, yeah, that's great, and then just walked out. And, uh, great. I was like, oh, cool. Maybe I'll see him again someday. And then uh, and that it. was it. That this was is the first time you've seen him I since then. I thought I had seen you around at gigs. And yeah, I think you'd seen me, but it was it was a, it was a while later. Right. But uh, I was I, was, <laughs> I remember being. Uh, but the coolest thing was not only meeting you later on, getting to know you, also getting to know the guy you're in the car with, Michael Williams. Yes. So that was cool. That is cool. So that's a cool story. Everything yeah. worked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you kept ringing me after that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, cunt. I've got a 25% off voucher. Every open mic. I would be. So, it's really like no concept of what the internet was or how to access it. Yeah. yeah. My only path to anal sex videos is the ABC shop. It's, it's a very That's bizarre. That's why they closed down. It's and a also, bizarre approach to media from a 21 year old. And also, I like how you refuse to pay full price for any anal DVD. <laughs> And then going through every show to see, you're like, what about the Tudors? That's got sex scenes in it. That's sex men, sex scenes. What about the Greek documentaries? Does that have anything? It's just constantly emails, Facebook messages. I love if the you Greek want to, If you want to do a gig at the mic in hand again. It, you know, it was, it you was, better it, put a dick in uh, this hand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Guys. Wow. Like, what, what, Ripped yeah. from today's headlines. Right. Comedy's, um, comedy's anyway, changed. Uh, comedy's changed. Yeah, it was it was a great time, and I, I, I'm still starting comedy. But <laughs> you'll get there, mate. Yeah, yeah. And I'll that get was that, fun time. That anal sex one. <laughs> what what about, was, I was going to say, what about this? Um, just to just to just let's all take a breath. Okay. <sighs> There's no anal sex in in the, the next the next little stanza of this podcast. That's all. I think we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> okay, <all right. laughs> there wasn't meant to be in the last <laughs> one, <laughs> but God found a way. There was absolutely no need for Lord it whatsoever. Lord works in mysterious ways. <laughs> <laughs> I um, 
Look, we're going back into lockdown. The, the highlight of my lockdown has been just doing a, a lot more exercise. I've been getting to a real rhythm running every day. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Okay. <laughs> what kind of exercise? What are you doing? Running. Oh, I see. Not having anal sex. Sorry, carry on. No, no, no. no, no. I can't believe you held that boy by the scruff of the neck. <laughs> what boy? Who is also working at the ABC <laughs> shop. That's a real cliffhanger. <laughs> I can't believe you pulled that television off the wall. <laughs> there was a cardboard cutout of Doctor Who, and Ballard yelled, "Can I fuck this?" And then threw it at me. <laughs> I'm getting another beer. Yeah, yeah. Can I one, please? Yeah, can you grab me one, yeah. please? <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, God. A full oh, faulty God. towers box <laughs> <laughs> was thrown at me. Oh, <laughs> oh, Lord Almighty. Oh. Wow. Can I get one too? Yeah. There's, there's, there's two in the fridge there, Tommy. Tommy yeah. probably got ten, I'm probably going to go in five to ten minutes. Oh, yeah, cool. That'll do us. Ten minutes. That'll ten do minutes. us. Yeah. 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 All right. All um, right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, mate. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, hey, I don't apologise to him for what he did to you. Never yeah. apologise to the riff. Don't apologise yeah. for comedy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I'm going to call it, guys. I think this is a classic. <laughs> <laughs> I um. Fuck. This is this is the last. Couldn't do this on Zoom. We've got ten minutes to go before we're all locked down and we never we're sitting in <laughs> never our see basement each other again. just jerking off over Kappa's stories. <laughs> Imagine a riff like that, but we're all on like a three-second delay. <laughs> and then you did what? Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, sorry. Yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it? What? Say it again. Anal. So what? He dropped Anal. out there. He did what? Anal. Anal. I think we've lost. Carl. Anal. I think we've lost Carl. Anal. Um, I uh, so yeah. I've been doing a lot of running. I've been talking about that on, that on the pod. My various little uh, escapades. Um, whilst running. So I, the other day, uh, this is a couple of days ago, uh, I went for a run and I did a thing where, look, I've talked a lot on the pod about um, Liverpool and, and their, their quest to win the, the Premier League and the mm-hmm. Championship mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So I've been very excited being locked down. I've been buying a lot of merch and stuff and so I've been running in that. We, we finally won the Premier League the other day, so I was pretty wrapped about that. So I went for a run and... As I was running, I was talking to Brett Blake on the phone as I was jogging, uh, and I just talked to you, Tom Ballard. Me? Yeah. Remember when I remember when we were talking? And I was running the other day. I do remember. Yes. That. So. Do you remember what you were talking about? He was complaining about uh, the ABC. <laughs> <laughs> Saying even though with inflation I still have twenty five percent off, it doesn't matter. About the inflation, I still get... No, with inflation, it should be 50% quarter. off. I still get a quarter of the price off. Um, so Cut I was jog- the budgets, I say. <laughs> so I was jogging along, and I, I did that thing where I... Privatise see- anal sex DVDs. <laughs> no ads. Just pure anal, no ads in between the anal. Yeah. So uh, I saw someone in the sort of short to mid-distance that was wearing a Liverpool shirt mm-hmm. as they were running. Um, and they were running towards me, but like... You know, there was there was like a little sort of like a a traffic island between the two of us. So he was like across from me and also in front of me a fair bit. So I see, I can see the shirt pretty clearly. I'm like, right, Liverpool. That's one of my boys right there. So it's that you know that thing where where you're driving and you try and sort of 
like in the country, when you're driving and you see someone coming towards you and you know them or, or whatever, you do the little finger off the steering wheel. You know that? To just to sort of say, hey, hey, I see you. Get out. Sort of thing. Get yep. So I'm seeing him, but I'm talking to Blakey on the phone. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, how do I... I gotta, I gotta recognize this guy. I gotta validate him. I sort of gotta go, yeah, 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 you and me. Yeah. So, uh, uh, are you wearing any Liverpool gear? Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking, oh, easy, because whenever I'm running, I'm always wearing. I'm always yeah. representing. Kappa, can you get off your phone? I'm telling no, you. I'm sorry. This, I, this story yeah, doesn't yeah. have any. He's running late now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Right, yeah, yeah. Go. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm listening. I'm listening. Right. Okay. Are you, are you, are you writing all this down? Are you the, yes. you the podcast stenographer now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great, great. Um, so uh, I'm running along. I see him up front. I go, right, how am I going to recognize? How am I going to let him see me sort of thing? So I go, uh, and I'm talking to Blakey. I can't yell out. Usually I'd sort of say, hey, I get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Go the Reds, up the Reds, something like that. You wouldn't want to be uncouth while you're on the phone to Brett. Yeah, well, that's it. Mm. Exactly. One, yeah. of the, one of the most uh, uh, the highest set of fucking manners out of everyone, mm. Brett Blake. So, very couth. Yes, very couth. Mm. Pro couth. So, <laughs> so, so I see, I see him, and I'm like, "Fuck, what do I do?" So I go, I just sort of decide to, you know, because we've won. I sort of, mm. I, get, I try, I think I'll give him a celebratory signal. So as I'm running, I just put my hand up in the air like I punch the air. I just punch the air and go, "Yeah, hey," like that. And he sees that and he just stares at me. And I'm like, "What's not to get?" So I do it again, straight up in the air, put my fist straight up in the air. Yes, like that. And I'm like, hey. And again, he's looking at me and he's giving me absolutely nothing. I think I see what's happened here. And then I go, yeah. And then I start pointing at my top. Like I'm like, well, you're not looking at me properly, are you? So I start pointing at my top. And then I punch the air again. Yeah. And he's like, and just keeps running. And then I realize... That I'm pointing at my tracksuit top, which is not red, <laughs> it's black. Mm-hmm. Then I realise that the Fist man the that's jogging is black. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and I am not celebrating Liverpool's Premier League win. I'm giving him the black power signal. <laughs> yep. As I'm jogging. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So I think I'm one of the Panthers now. I think I'm a black oh, Panther. Oh, cool, cool, think, cool. I think that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Because I'm wearing my black Liverpool top, but it's like the, it, the, the, the one little emblem, <laughs> the logo on the black top is in black. Yeah. Like it's like a just a glistening sort of shiny little thing that you can't see from a distance yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just got a black top on. I'm pointing at black top going, I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Me and you. Fist in the air. The official salute of the Liverpool Football Club. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking hell. How long did it take you to realise? Oh, well, like I said, I was talking to Brett Blake at the time and I went into a shame spiral immediately afterwards. I was, he's talking to me, being very interrupted by me, sort of variously sort of going, Hey, you! <laughs> hey! And then just a, di- a gap and then me going, Oh, fuck, Blakey. <laughs> yeah. Blakey, fuck, this is just what happened. Fuck! And it would have been very distracting because you're doing that whilst in your ear hearing, All lives matter, you <laughs> cowards! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, is this some sort of Freaky Friday gone through the phone? Have I, like, mm. switched personalities with someone from Perth? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be great if you started chasing him down to explain yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck! Yeah. No. Uh, hey, Capra, I know you've got time constraint. I just want to do one thing very quickly. We were talking... We've been talking on the show for a little while about... Um, my dad uh, and his memoir that he's been writing. Yes. And uh, he sent me some chapters 
and uh, they're you know they've written very boringly, and so mm. I've I've taken on the task of punching them up and basically ghost writing Great. his mm. memoir for him. So he's given me he's given me his version of a chapter. Mm. I'm taking out the bullet points mm. and uh, re rewriting it basically to make it okay. a bit more to make it a bit more jazzy. Great. So I figured this is a good. I've been holding onto it for a bit because we've you know didn't feel like you know doing like Ursula Carlson and Carl Canane over Skype didn't feel like the right uh, format. Mm. Do it. Mm. You guys both know my dad. You've you know you met mm. him several mm. times. Well, well, Cap so, is the voice of um, of uh, our, our short run or a exactly long run. my um, dad's uh, pornographic work. That yeah, he was yeah, writing. my, so, my uh, friend's dad wrote a porn. Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe you could. So I thought you guys give me a bit of feedback. Is this is this like an inter- a more interesting version of my dad's uh, memoir chapter that he sent me? Okay, so okay. I've rewritten it. I've kept it brief. Something that dad is not known for in his own works. Yes. So I'll just tell, I'll give you the bullet points that I had to work with with okay. me writing this chapter. So. He's uh he's in the middle of studying at university and he has to pick somewhere to go and study for a year. He has to mm. do like a, a year of uh, working in a firm uh, for his university degree, studying architecture. He chooses Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Uh, his offices is on the top floor of a very nice building. His receptionist offers him a place to live. His boss was a guy called Mr. Goo. Okay. That's Mr. my favourite detail. Mr. Of Goo. Mr. Goo. J. I mean, G G O O. Yes, Mr. Goo. Uh, So, Dad ends up living in a cottage out the back of a couple's house, and he had the job of driving the lady around when the husband was away on business. And one time he saw Richard Nixon at the airport. Right. (laughs) So, those Uh, are the most interesting points of the the, bullet points that I got. So, Uh, Mr. Goo. I'm just going to tell you, yeah, I'm tuning out if he doesn't fuck either Mr. Goo or Richard Nixon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here we go. The year was 1969. Nice. (laughs) It was the fourth year of my Bachelor of Architecture degree and I was required to choose somewhere to do work experience for 12 months. I decided to choose Hawaii as I had been there on a family holiday with my parents a few years before. Now, I know what you're thinking. A grown man going on a a holiday to Hawaii with his parents? What a fucking loser. (laughs) I'd secured a job at a highly respected firm on the top floor of the Bank of Hawaii. On my first day, I was put in touch with a friend of a colleague who told me that I could live... Yep. There's no references to the building structure, the way it's laid out. This is not a Damien Hare Giddy classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in the original, that was eight pages long. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Where's the synoptic charts, I'm thinking? Maybe we can do a director's cut. You know, often, like, sometimes late in the cycle of a film, control gets taken off the director (laughs) and all this stuff gets changed. Yep. The Oxford uh, Dictionary defines building as... On my first day, I was put in touch with a friend of a colleague who told me that I could live in the cottage behind her house. The cottage was a converted single-car garage with no lock on the door, but I didn't mind. I was just thankful to have my very own Hawaiian masturbatorium. (laughs) (laughs) The couple in the main house were called Mr. and Mrs. Nelson. Mr. Nelson would regularly visit Oregon... uh, Oregon... On business, and so it was my job. You wrote this! (laughs) (laughs) And so it was my job to drive around Mrs. Nelson on her errands in a 1940 Buick Coupe. One day I was driving Mrs. Nelson back from the supermarket where we just spent 45 minutes trying to locate the Hollandaise. Pull over, she said from the back seat. I obliged her request and then looked, her, looked at her in the rearview mirror. Everything okay back there? I asked before I noticed that she was sobbing silently. I'm just so lonely with Mr. Nelson away all the time. I unbuckled my seatbelt and climbed over into the back seat. Next thing I knew, Mrs. Nelson was forcing her tongue down my throat. What followed was a flurry of passion in the back seat of the 1940 Buick Coupe. Mrs. Nelson taught me things about my sexuality that I would never forget. 
Lessons in lovemaking that would stay with me for over 16 years until the end of 1985 when I would realise my true calling in life, conceiving my one and only son. <laughs> to be continued. Wow. <laughs> what do you guys think? It's, you know, have yeah, I, have yeah, I kind yeah, of yeah, spruced yeah. up? I've taken the for bare sure. bones. I had to look, I had to jettison the Richard sure. Nixon detail. Right. <laughs> maybe he could be Maybe he could be kind of like he could see in through the window of the car. And, I thought uh, while he's making out already, he thought, <clears throat> and I thought seeing Richard Nixon was a good day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. I, thought he, was, I thought he was going to jump out out of the car with his like hands in the air going I am not a virgin <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go okay that's in there he learns that one from Nixon yeah, yeah, then yeah. he brings that in post root yeah, yeah I don't know I think I've I think I've really yeah, 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 I, I mean the timeline doesn't quite work out it was 1969 yeah. then you know Richard Nixon wouldn't have said that quote but, uh, uh, what, do, what do people say uh, like what's a surfing term in Hawaii like Wahoo or something like that. Like, <laughs> that's just like a, when he's making out with it. Like, it's just a dickhead term. <laughs> okay, dickhead. so you want more kind of local flavour in the story. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, Mentioning is... that he's like, when she's taking his clothes off, there's a lay around his neck that's coming off as oh, well. Don't worry about that lay. Here yeah, comes another one. This is all know? good stuff, guys. He pulls down, down his stuff. pants. Aloha. Yep. Yeah. You know? yep, yep. This this is she risky. brought me to Climax. I created a Mr. Goo of my own. There <laughs> we go. Yep, this is all fantastic stuff. All right. This is riskier than the reef break of Taupo. <laughs> Bit too specific, I think. Again, yeah. I've been sitting on this for a long time. I'm really glad I didn't read this out with the Chaser Boys. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have gotten feedback like this. Yeah, yeah. Is there a way he could prank Richard Nixon in the story? Yeah. Could he pretend to be someone from Watergate, maybe? What if he gets her to wear a Richard Nixon mask? <laughs> the masks already exist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, that's Richard Nixon was wearing one. That's right. why yeah, he, right. he never actually looked like that. Right. He might give him one at the airport. Here's a mask <laughs> of me, buddy. I don't know okay. if you'd say that. That's pretty cool, Carrie. I mean, Carl often wears our merchandise. Yes. Yeah. So it's not crazy that the real Richard Nixon would be getting around wears in a Richard mask. Nixon mask. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, that's chapter one. And, uh, I'll, you know, good lockdown project. We're about yeah. to go yeah. back into it. I can get more chapters and, uh, and spruce it. them up. I reckon that's hot. It's an exotic location. There's an American president involved. Yeah. What stuff couldn't happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Architecture. Yeah. He it's could, got everything. If he there could. was a four ingredients of a hot sex novel, it's yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. All right. It, you know? you need to write a book, Nick. You need yeah. to document yeah. all your insane some sort of, shit. Some sort Seriously. of Honolulu biscuit factory in there, maybe. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll add these... Some sort, of, some sort of fucking pineapple biscuit that they manufacture over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll add these bits, and then maybe like at the end of at the end of lockdown, maybe or like once I've gotten all the chapters from Dad and spruced them all up, we can mm. collate these into some kind of like zine. Right. Yeah. That we can that we can get out there to yeah. people. Maybe to cool people down after a hot sex scene, you could um, describe a, a land party with a diabetic. <laughs> 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 just to really, uh, just to really, you know, get people back on page one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That'll be like the cigarette after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, dad's dad's porno should be in the middle of this book as like a sealed section. Mm-hmm. I quite like the idea of a novel that you buy that's got a bit in the middle that you have to like rip down the center to get the juiciest part. Also, I do like the fact that I, I, you know, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn, but I like the idea that you sell this and then your dad turns up and he's very happy to sign them, and it's like. To be fair, Mr. Allsop, you haven't written any of this. But been... oh, I, no, I'm into all of that. Yeah, yeah. Dad's dad selling them, having never read a page of yeah, his yeah, own yeah, autobiography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. knows the vague details. Yeah. Absolutely, Kramer Peterson. Yeah, one hundred percent. My yeah. dad doing me doing the yeah the David Allsop reality tour yes. of Melbourne. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys, we better wrap it up. Uh, Nick Capper, Tom Ballard, thank you very much for joining us. You both got podcasts, yeah? Yes. Yes. Got their Phone Hacks podcast and also do a, another podcast with Brett Blake called Flatstick. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. 
uh, my podcast is called Like I'm a Six-Year-Old, talking to people about the issues. Mm. Ah. What does it mean, Like I'm a Six-Year-Old? So you're just treating you like you know nothing? It is a quote from Denzel Washington from the film Philadelphia, oh. which is about AIDS and anal sex. <laughs> um, and the idea is people explain their political worldview and the issues to me like I'm a six-year-old, but not actually... And I actually regret that title every day. Yep. Yeah. As I'm sure you guys can relate. No, <laughs> Dum Dum Club sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> guys, get on social media and uh, get carry out the uh, little Dum Dum Club ABC Shop Anal Sex DVD Challenge. <laughs> Go into the ABC Shop and throw an absolute shit. They don't exist get anymore. An anal DVD. Tag us, video yourself. Just in any shop. Tag us, <laughs> tag us in the comments. I remember you screaming, I've got my own podcast, as you've, ri- <laughs> <laughs> as, as you've rip- ripped another shelf off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and well, threw it a window. Responsible for posting Triple J's Hottest 100 on the ABC uh, Shop website like, <laughs> before the countdown results oh, came out. Oh, that's amazing! No, I remember. I remember you threatening that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will pin this on you. As you, as you I know the information. Uh, <laughs> as you tried to stuff a, a toy bluey down Kappa's throat. <laughs> Got anything in a brownie? <laughs> I remember you had Richard Kingsmill in a headlock. God damn it. One episode. <laughs> we do one episode. <laughs> oh. All right, guys. All right. Thanks very much for listening. Stay safe out there and we'll see you next time. See you, mates. And they've done it again. Oh, those were the days when we could do it, do it again together. Listening to this just before you got here, and uh, boy, it really took me back. <laughs> Having a bunch of lads in a room together oh, felt great, very wistful. I mean, you know, now we're very cautious about germs and whatever, but, you know, only three weeks ago, we were having Kappa in the same room as us. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was a lot of fun. We've, uh, we've, we, this was already um, kind of pre-banked for a couple of weeks in the future and mm. then uh, we got uh, Sean McAuliffe come through and uh, wanting to plug his show so we had to put that one out in advance of this. Yep. So this has been on the boil for quite some time. Hope none of it's dated. Hope COVID's still going on by mm. the time people hear this. Either that or we're just dated. saying all this to justify us being in a room together today and recording all this sort of stuff and just like, you know, predating it a little bit and, you know, are we, we going to go to jail now or what's happening? No, this is work. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, this was. We, and this is, you know, they're saying if you if you can work from home, you should. Mm. And many might think that doing a podcast over Zoom mm. is, you know, we could do this remotely. Mm. But between your schedule of having a child mm. and not seeming to know how to work an SD card, mm. oh. it's, it's nigh on impossible to do this without at least the two of guests we can have remotely. Yeah. But you and I need to, we need the same room for this magic to happen. I, 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 I can work an SD card, but I, for some reason, you know what? I'll be honest. I reckon the last time I tried to connect it to my laptop, um, it was not working. And I'll put it down to what's happened to the rest of our household at the moment. Things stop working because then we find our baby fucking sucking on the end ah, of a cord. Okay. And all of a sudden, nothing fucking works in that house. Interesting. So, I would say a little blanket. Um, you know, look, it's good that she hasn't been electrocuted yet, but she's mm. fucked everything in the house. She's coming close. Yeah. Yeah. She's sucking the electricity out of it to keep us safe. Yeah. Maybe. Powering herself. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a very powerful baby at the moment. Actually, that might explain why she's fluorescent. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. She can't get to sleep at night because she is lighting up the room. Hair standing up on end constantly. Yeah, yep. she's like a little baby young Einstein. Yeah, 
Mm. So cute. Not as not funnier, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not as successful yet. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun here with uh, Kappa and Ballard. A, a very loose vibe. Hope people enjoyed this. Just flying by the seat of our pants. Oh yeah, well, it big, was loose actually. Getting getting Ballard in as the because uh, we, we had him in for the uh, the first time lockdown was happening in Melbourne. Mm. We 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 banked up an episode with him and Nazim. He's he's the guy that we get in. Yep. When we just want to go when, a little bit fucking crazy When here. things go to shit, yeah. we break <laughs> break glass box with Ballard in, in case of emergency. Yep, yep. In case of, in case of um, plandemic. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, thanks to everyone who's been buying the, the masks off us. There, uh, as we speak, as this comes out, they are not with you yet, uh, as you will have seen. Uh, it's taking a little bit to get to you, just a, you know an extra week or so. Um, so hold tight. Don't uh, we haven't had any complaints yet, but they'll they'll be coming, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, also, plenty of people while this while they've been b- buying the mask has been, have been buying some merch as well. So get onto that. There's um, still plenty, plenty of talking dumb dumb stuff. A lot of the sizes have gone actually, and we won't be reprinting that one. So hoodies and shirts. Get on the website. You got your cho- choice between navy and black. Um, plenty of sizes are now gone. So. Getting quick for some of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what else we got? Anything else? Um, Merch-wise? Yeah, or any any other bits of business? You know what I have got? If you if you don't have anything further, Tommy, have you got have you got anything? Any new business? Yeah, any any, any old business? Yeah, anything to follow up on? Any, I don't have um, the minutes to hand, but right, uh, the minutes. Um, yeah, I can't remember what happened on this episode, so I'm certainly not going to follow up on any of this. Is Ballard still gay? Is that a, is that still a thing? Yeah, Cap is back working at the ABC shop. Yeah, Cap <laughs> <laughs> did. Kappa did message me yesterday. This is what I love about being in the, this world of podcasting. Mm. Is like, you know, when me or you have something happen to us, it's like you, you've got half a mind on, right, well, this will be for the podcast, or what can I do with this for the podcast, yep. or make a note of it, or whatever. We've got some guests that things happen to them and they go, oh, this will be good for someone else's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Kappa hits me up yesterday and goes, oh, I might have something. I might have a new through line for, for Dum Dum about me. I'm like, I, I'm thinking, well, he's All got right. his own podcast, but okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, is, what is it? He goes, <laughs> I just applied for a job at KFC. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. The, love that as a through line for us. So what's that? We get He comes on, he talks about filling out the application, then we have him on again to talk about the interview. Yep. Then assuming that he gets the job, then we can try and make it a thing of listeners working out which KFC it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you go in and get a photo of yourself being served by Kappa at the drive-thru, you, uh, you, you, know, you win a prize. But also, he, uh, what I like is I, I was like, oh, I love this. And so then I said, well, what? What what job did you apply for? Thinking what would he be doing in the store? Mm. And he goes, "Oh, just anything." I was like, "Oh, so you're not?" He's obviously not responding to a, like a uh, you know a job, an open job. He's just right. sent them a letter that he said, just "Can I them. please have a job?" Yeah, right. At KFC. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't I? I'd imagine it's one of those places where you are it, it, when you're employed there. You're doing you're doing anything. You're kind of doing a bit of everything. Don't yeah. most takeaway places sort of work in I guess that so. same way? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I haven't. I, I never worked. I never worked at Miraburra KFC. They, they they came in just as I was. I think. Oh, I'm not sure if it was. The, maybe it was right on the cusp of me leaving town after school. When because that was very exciting when we got a KFC. Yeah, I feel like I've had 
points of being in a KFC where I've walked into order. There's no one at the counter when I get there. The guy that was manning the deep fryer mm. is all of a sudden around taking your order. Yeah. And then by the time I'm done eating, he's got a mop out. He's cleaning yeah. in front of the store. It does make sense. There's no one, you know, there's there's no one at the at the drive-thru, you know, refusing to put chicken salt on the chips because exactly. that's that's not my area. Yeah. That's not my area of expertise. It's not my jurisdiction. I need to get certificate three in. Exactly. In chip salting, yeah. Um, uh, yeah so that's sense. some good new business. No, I don't think I have any. Uh, I don't think I have anything to follow up on. All Has right. my package arrived yet? By the way, no. Fuck. Um, but related to that, you're, you're talking about um, our, our uh, little um, Chris Cunt or whatever. Chris, no, Chris. <laughs> what was it called? Again? Cunt Kringle. A Saint, secret Samantha. Se- yeah, yeah, yeah. That secret was secret Samantha. No, you know what, Chris? <laughs> you, you've said that weeks ago that you got something for me, and you but you sent it to me. Yes. So I'm waiting on that, and because of that, I'm going fuck. And I just I have it on my to do list every day. Going right, I've got to get yours. Oh, you still haven't done it? No, I still haven't done oh, okay. it. Okay. So I, because it's taken so long for yours to come, I'm like oh, I've still got time. <laughs> this so, is good. We're going to be doing this in March next. If you're yeah. because the post is so fucked at the moment. Yeah. If you're waiting for mine to turn up. Yeah. If you're waiting the fucking eight weeks of postage for mine, right, tomorrow I'm, hit order on mine. I'm doing it tomorrow. I'm doing. I just haven't found anything quite. I don't know. Good enough that I think this will be good. It's fine. This can just simmer. You know, there's yeah. no time pressures on this. All right. Tomorrow I've got an open day tomorrow. I'm and also, I think I think mine's. I think I I've kind of forgot. You with, fucked up. I fucked you? it. I yeah, think yeah, I've yeah. just gotten you something that's just like good. You you ignored the rule. The rules were, as I remember. 20 bucks or under, and it'll be funny for the podcast. And I think you've spent more, and it's not funny. Mine's a, yeah, mine was a little bit more, mostly just due to the postage cost. Right. And it's it's kind of funny. Like, it's tied into the pod. Right. But I think it's probably more of just a good gift right. than it is funny. But okay. it does relate to a couple of different no things that have come up multiple times on the pod. Okay, okay, great. And the pod's funny. Yeah. So, who goes? Okay. It's a funny gift. Okay. Well, speaking of, speaking of mail, let's... Uh, for the second time ever, dumb, dumb mailbag. let's open up the dumb dumb mailbag. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've jogged here tonight, so I've, I can't wait to see what you've got. I've jogged here tonight, but I've got the 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 backpack on my oh, back. Okay, yep. So I've I've got stuff in here. So um, how do you want to how do you want to work the dumb dumb mailbag? I've got several parcels, which is look, as I've said, it's it's a genuinely exciting thing to do because you know it brings me back to when you were a kid and totally you got, you got mail yep. with your own name on it and you're like oh wow because like back then you're not getting bills yeah nowadays when you get mail it's like this will be fucking shit this is what what have I done now yeah exactly this is back to being a kid getting Although, a, as an eight year old you're not getting a fucking gas bill are you you own it's all no. positive I did have today though a friend of mine sent me a postcard who just a friend who just lives in Melbourne. Oh. They're just trying to do a bit of like, oh, yeah, yeah. just bought a bunch of postcards and was like, hey, this is a nice little isolation thing. Reach yep. out to people. And mm. it and it did. I did have that moment today of like, went in like, oh, fuck, what's going to be in here? Yeah. And then just like, what the hell is this? Yeah, oh, this yeah. It's nice. Just a little message from a friend. That's it. Yeah. So this is good so far. So look, I've got three parcels here. Okay. I've opened one of them. Okay. But then after opening that one, I thought, well, maybe I'll have the option of, of like letting you open the other. So it's okay. spontaneous. Because I, look, I know we've done this before on live shows and every time. Sometimes well, it's, ch- so you've got yeah. to vet at least some of them. There's a bit of a 50-50 ratio as to whether it's worth talking about or not. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, what, but so the one that you opened, yeah, is Let, that good? That's good to talk about, or that's going in the bin. Uh, I think it's there's an angle on it. I think I okay. think we can talk about. It. Okay, okay, so this is it. So look, I'll show so you. So you the, must be pretty. Co- um, my point is, you must be pretty confident in the quality of this 
in order to be letting me blind open ones on the air. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll say this much. So, so okay. you can see this, Tommy. This is describe this this box. This is um. What would you say? This is like an A uh, A A five. Yeah. Bit bigger than A five. Neil, it's nearly A four. Probably about box. two thirds the size of a box of cereal. Yeah, it's if you know your paper sizes, your Australian paper sizes at the very least. Um, it's just shy of an A four piece of paper. Yeah, and then it's what it's about four, about three or four inches. Um, thick. It's cereal box thickness. I'd yeah, say. yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Um, so it's a pretty sturdy little parcel. Yep, yep. So I got that. Um, so I've opened that up. So that this this is a pretty ideal. This is it. This is an exciting element to it too, which I hadn't really thought about because if you if you order stuff online and you get a box like that mm. in your box, well, you know what's coming. So you're like, oh, that's just how they've chosen to package it up. Yeah. But with this, yep. you see in the size, the general vague shape of the package, it's like this could be anything. Yeah. So you get that fun little guessing yeah. game before you crack it open. Yep. Um, so this is what's inside, Tommy. I'll pull this out. Okay. We this is like in that we got oh some show bags, some birdie beetle show bags, two mini birdie beetle show bags. I don't mind this at all. Well, what I find funny about this is birdie beetle. For anyone that doesn't realise, the birdie beetle show bag is is renowned at the Melbourne show at any of the shows around Australia. Yep. The the fairs or whatever we call them. Yep. Um, for being the cheapest show bag, mm-hmm. right? That's the whole. Novelty of it is yep. that that's the one show bag you can get if you got two dollars. Everything else is fucking forty dollars these days. This is yep. two. This is the cheapest thing you can always, get, and always has been since yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. What I love is we've got a couple of the cheapest things you can get. They've paid fucking twelve bucks <laughs> to send it to us. <laughs> also, yeah. The, the also the interesting thing about the Birdie Beetle is that he's a so he's a little chocolate um, chocolate bar, mm. a chocolate bar that doesn't exist outside of its own show bag. Yes, which is bizarre. Yeah, it is. Plenty uh, of other you can get like a Freddo show bag, a Caramello Koala show bag. Yep. This this little cunt is created purely for the, is, his own German. self-contained universe. Of his own show bag. It's um, it's it's a little bit akin to the uh, the Morrow Morrow yes. bar in the favourites pack these yep. days. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't exist outside of this one little fucking Justice League of America type contraption. Exactly. Um, so that that's we've got a two that's a good. couple of two dollar show start. bags. Yep. I also I also quite like. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we did talk about this, but like, I do like that. You know, this isn't a personal joke or anything like that. This is just yeah. someone going, "Yeah, have some show bags, yeah, boys. Here's some chocolate." Which, hey, I don't, I don't mind it. Yeah, this is what we asked for. We just wanted people to send us nice gifts. Yeah, that we're just going to make our lives a little bit better. That don't have to be like, "Oh yeah, look, it's a fucking yep. it's a bumper sticker that says cunt on it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, I like to think, and I've brought this up before, but I like to think, you know, you you, you have these like porn stars that have got like Amazon wish lists. Yes, yeah. I like to think we're like that. We just haven't devised our own wish list yet. Yeah, these other people are just choosing this shit for us. Well, you go onto our Amazon wish list and it just says, I'm feeling lucky. Yes. Google style. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So we've got, so this is, this is what I knew, you know, I knew those, those two results. Now that here, was in there. So we've got, now we've got like a bigger, like a padded post bag. Yeah. It's probably getting more like an A3 sort of size. Actually, I've just realized something. Mm. One of these is addressed to you and one's addressed to me. So oh, maybe wow. we just, we just, okay. yeah, yeah perfect. we can just open in, okay. independently. I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you go first if you like. Deliver to Mr. Tommy Daslow. And also, while we're um, doing this, let's give the address yes, out again, just for anyone course. just joining us. P.O. Box 6063, Hawthorne, West Victoria, 3122. That's it. And, and you know, look, we, we so far we've all of our parcels have been to, to me or to you or to both of us. 
Feel free to address it to the little dum dum club. That yeah. is, you know, yeah. that's a, that's the name of the of the podcast in in many ways. I do hope that, yeah, I hope that what I'm about to open is something specifically tailored to me, and uh, not just someone who's forgotten your name. Yeah. Um, also, yours is rattling a lot. So, mine's rattling, and yeah. also speaking of um, the wish list, this has come from Amazon. Oh, very nice. Mine has come from Amazon. So, um, all right. I'm, I'm, mine's come from an office supplies. That's rattling oh. a lot. Yeah, okay. yours is fucked. Oh. oh. Okay. I've got a big box <laughs> of big pens. Oh, wow. A big box of I Byros. love that. That is, that's pretty fucking cool. I love buying boxes of big pens. Yeah, I love this. This Fuck. is sick. Oh, is man. Is name on this? I. It just says from, it, yeah, it just says Amazon. Did so. I ever, did I ever talk about this? I I've wanted some form of sponsor. I was Fuck. thinking about hitting up Bic because I love the the classic crystal pen, and that's what you've yep. got there—a box full of them. Yeah, that's I go into OfficeWorks to just buy boxes of crystal pens. They're my favorite pens of all. I've got I always have three of them in my pocket. Yeah, I think you have talked about that. I have before, talked about that, which is what makes it even more bizarre that this was addressed to <laughs> yes. me. Yes, maybe. Is the thinking maybe? Well, you talk about it a lot. You're obviously set for them. Right. You've got plenty of them. Right. Maybe Let's it's the, try and get this guy onto it. You know what? Maybe it's the people from Bic mm. sending it in going, well, Chandler's, there's no sending him to Chandler. He's talked enough about him. Let's let's convert the other fella. If you open yours and it's like a Mario and Luigi butt plug, we'll know that this truly was, <laughs> this is someone who doesn't know who's talking, when whose voice is yes. whose when they listen to the pod. Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah, I've made a, by the way, the, so they're in like a, so mine was in a padded bag in a box and then the box has come open in the bag and the pen's went fucking everywhere when I opened the yep. um, package. So All right, so I'm opening my here. big old box from a... If, this is from an office supplies company, so... Oh, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. I'm, now, I'm assuming... One big I'm pen. assuming that mine has come from the same person as you. I'm assuming that this is one person who wanted to get something for each of us oh. and decided to, you know, <laughs> split them up. All right, all right. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's okay. the way I'm reading it. Let's find out what this what this is. Yeah, maybe it is from the same person. Fucking hell. This I love how like secure. Yeah, your, yours, yours is, is pretty tightly wrapped. Your, mine is super tightly wrapped mm. for not a good reason. Whereas you've got a box of pens that have just gone fucking everywhere. Yours yeah. could have actually done with a bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Mine need, this box needed to be stuck down. Mine's got seventeen layers of fucking security. And it's a fucking packet of highlighters. <laughs> this is definitely from the same person. <laughs> this is insane if it's not from the same person. All right, all right. So that's our net, our net gain this week from um, from the hundreds of dollars we're paying for this um, this private post box. We've got some birdie beetle yep. chocolates. We've got a bunch of pens and a bunch of highlighters. See, I reckon this person has mixed us up because you've gotten a big box of colourful highlighters, and I've gotten the pen. So you've talked about. You know, you've, you keep your pens in your pocket. You're writing, you know, you're writing as you walk. You're writing in your little notebook as yeah. you walk down Bridge Road. You know, I've talked about doing my exhibition where I'm using it. You know, you've been given a box of coloured highlighters. Mm. You're colourblind. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think you need education as to what colourblind is, but... No, I'm saying I think this person's mixed them up. I think All what right. I've gotten is more suited to you. Yeah. And perhaps what you got is more suited oh, to me. Oh, you're more you know, you're more than welcome to take the highlighters. I, you know what? I've, I only use one color highlighter. I only use the brown, the fluoro, the brown, no, the fluoro, brown. the fluoro, <laughs> fluoro yellow yeah. is all I use. It's like the rest of it. It's not really highlighting enough. I need it full highlighted. 
It is strange to... You don't want a dark colour to highlight something. It's not, it's, no. That's low lighting. No, this one here, there's like a... Yeah, there's like a dark... There's yeah. like a thick that's kind low, of forest green. Low lighting. These are really nice. I like these tones. Yeah, use them. These you can really have them. Text surfer. I've, They're I've, called the text surfer. Did you know that? No. That's awesome. I've got a bad habit of every time I go into office work, so I buy a highlighter. So I've got dozens of highlighters at my house mm-hmm. and not that much to highlight. Yep. <laughs> there's, I don't have that much important stuff in my house that I need to fucking desperately remember it. It's an interesting thing. I'm going to write something down. Mm. And then I'm going to use this other pen. Yeah. It's like, well, how yeah. about just don't write it down? Yeah. It doesn't need to be on the list. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. Don't fucking write it down. Or just just write the thing in highlighter. Write yeah. everything in highlighter. Um, great. Thank you. Well, thanks to, uh, thanks to those mysterious benefactors. Um, mm. Yeah. Can't wait for a pad next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, if we could have assembled... By the by, the end of the year, if we could have assembled an entire home office, yes, just based on stuff oh. we've been sent through, that would be pretty good. If we had a long term project yeah, yeah. that we were trying to put something together, yeah, just through donations from the um, from the mailbox. It, what if, what if we just want to stuff from office work? So you're just getting you're just recreating your own office work store at your house. Yeah, not bad. Um, you know, and I love I love the the office works items that don't particularly belong. In office works, mm. like you know, like the, the there'll just be Mars bars and stuff there. And it's like, I love that. Really well, I love that they're, they're thinking of that the break room is part of the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. know, you got to have some, you got to have some drinking cocoa. Yeah, yeah. You got to have some marshmallows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the cleaning supplies. Fuck the janitor's it. cupboard. That's part of the office. That would be good if they started selling grog there. They started selling beers there. Going well, this is for Friday afternoon. That happens. Yeah, my friend has a five p.m. drinks cart that comes around at her work. We, we're going to start selling mud cake now yeah. as well because yeah. there's always birthdays. You probably have more cake than you're using highlighters in the office, mm-hmm. really. Why mm-hmm. not? Get, get that in. Yep. There's always, you know, the, there's the Christmas party and there's some funny shenanigans. That's why we're selling condoms yep. now. Yeah, yep. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. I think we've got some some good ideas for, for office work. Rebranding office work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Office works had a, a podcast. We were talking about it. Yeah. Way back we, we years ago. To get on it. And um, yeah, didn't I, I sent them several messages and they were like, oh yeah, sounds interesting. Let's talk about this down the track. And I was like, okay. How about this again? They were like, no. Nah. No way. No. Nah. Yeah, I doubt it lasted more than about four episodes. Yes, I, yep. I completely agree. Okay, um, thanks to everyone anonymous that, that sent all that bullshit in. Yeah. Um, let's get on to the next point of uh, order. The unanonymous segment mm. of the podcast. Speaking of office equipment, this is the most important bit of office equipment that we have in this office at our workplace, and that is the UTA, the untitled, uh, unplanned title alternator. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that is to give thanks to everyone on that goes to patreon.com slash little dum dum club and uh, chuck some shekels in every week to us. Um, keeps the lights on, you get bonus episodes, you get heaps of them at the moment, of course, with a lot of, with a big, very important part of Australia lockdown at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's um, extra needed in our fucked little state. Well, uh, the comedy capital of mm, the country in lockdown. That, that's right. But <laughs> everyone needs comedy anyway, you know, everyone's desperate for comedy. Um, yeah, look, as we've been talking about, Mel, you know, we're, we're in Melbourne and uh, Comedy City and it's not particularly uh, amazing a, a, as we speak. Um, but yeah, we, we had that brief little glimpse of like when we had comedy rooms open for like a month or four weeks and you could only have like 15 people in them. Yeah. And um, now we're not even allowed to have our shit comedy rooms anymore. 
We're not even, uh, even allowed to have those 15 people. Yep. And, uh, but having said that, very nice to be watching TV and watching like Adelaide or Perth football and they're just being a lazy 30,000 people in the stadium. Fuck. And us going, we, we can't, we're not even allowed to have a shit comedy night. Yeah. We don't even allowed to have two people around. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but that what, what we can do people for people in Melbourne and of course for everyone else to, you know, especially for everyone's mental health in Perth when you're, you're crying because your stadium's been limited to only 30,000 people <laughs> in it and it's it, doing your head in that they won't let the other 10,000 people in. Yep. Um, we can pump out extra content, which is what we're doing, two bonus episodes a week at the moment, two bonus mini episodes a week. Yep. They've been going pretty good. Um, and, of course, every week we try and make good to everyone eventually by reading out their name and thanking them individually and uh, being completely complimentary to their name. Uh, and let's do that again this week. Um, I'll hit the big red button yep, on the uh, on the UTA that keeps it everything completely random and fair. That's something that someone could post to us a new big red button. Mm. This one's pretty chipped. The the paints started to kind of you know it's been worked so hard. Exactly, kind of starting to fade, and there's exactly. bits of it that aren't even red anymore. It gets pressed, you know, up to two to three hundred times a week. Exactly, um, on this show depends how busy we are. Um, so yes, it um, it is a little bit worn. It's a little bit, it's sort of a bit more like faded orange at the moment, um, from what I heard oranges like. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> um, all right, let's crack first cab off the rank this week. Um, thank you to Patreon subscriber Chris Maudsley. Maudsley. M a u d s l e y. Not not Maudsley. Not 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 my first choice of cards that I'd want. Um, no, dealt to me. Bit of a bummer. Yeah, bit of a bummer of a name. It's it is a bit of a downer, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not making me feel any better about anything. Maud. I guess I'm thinking Maudlin. Yeah, I mean that's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's like not fully Maud. He's just Maud's Lee. Just a you know, just a tad, yeah, yeah. just a tad Maudlin. Chris, Chris Depressy. Yeah, it's like it's not depressing, but it does remind me of being depressed. It's in the ballpark. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's you know. There's a reason why we're not jumping up and down about this name. You know, we're being yep. instructed by the name itself. Yep. It's, it's, what it's, is a name that would make you jump up and down? Um, Chris Fireworksy, I guess. Yeah, that's maybe. Good. That's pretty that, cool. I hope we get one of them. Fireworks would be good. Yeah, I hope, imagine that isn't last name. Hope there's some more positive names coming because, as we mentioned, you know, it's it's pretty grim down in Melbourne at the yeah. moment. I don't think we need any names like this. Yeah, coming, th- coming through with you with know, any spirits. De- morale's pretty. I I think I speak for most people in Victoria. You know, we hit we hit another PB in the old case numbers today. Yeah, morale's at an all time low down yeah. here. So Chris Maudsley. Thanks for the money, mm. but I wish you'd fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. need this coming into my house right exactly. now. Exactly. Guys, if you've got depressing names, please don't give <laughs> us any money. We don't we, we don't want to deal with this sort Simon of stuff. Simon Neck yourself. Yeah. Don't subscribe. <laughs> Hold off for a couple of months until we can weather yeah. it. Yeah, Gary Head in the Oven. <laughs> Guys, just, you know, maybe after this is all finished, you can subscribe again. But at the moment, if you could just fucking settle down. Um, Chris Maudsley. Yeah, it's... um. I think, I don't know. I I think I got there's Maudsleys from Maribor. I don't think they're this person's from Maribor. There's a, there's I think there's another Maudsley that subscribes that's from from Maribor originally, which is which I do find weird. Anyone from Maribor being into this show mm. is my my hometown is a bit of a weird thing. Um isn't that I I I was thinking about that the other day, you know, with our current situation with us, you know, you're not supposed to 
be going, you know, moving suburbs in Melbourne at the moment. You're not no. supposed to be sort of going. You know, people are getting in trouble for travelling for for you know silly reasons and whatever. Just going a couple of suburbs across and thinking, you know, fuck this time of year we're usually in Thailand or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you you know, like we like we're saying about the the comedy rooms, you can't even have fifteen people at the moment. We can't even go to Maryborough to do a podcast. I know. <laughs> yeah, when we. we, we that you know, people going to Maribor. Us thinking about that live show we did in Maribor two or three years ago. Now it's like, oh, it must be nice. Think about all the time we spent complaining about Adelaide. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, if the border wasn't closed. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why haven't? I was, I was thinking this today. So just to go a bit inside baseball with with comedy. Mm. So there's no gigs going in Melbourne at all. No. There's gigs going in all other states to varying degrees at the moment. Stand up comedy gigs. Yes. Um. What, this the most comedians in Australia live in Melbourne, so everyone's going without work. Yes. Why, why hasn't someone just done a runner just before the you know the fucking the Indiana Jones style fucking <laughs> gate went down? Why didn't someone slide under the fucking gate and run off to Perth and just camp there for a couple of months and get you know do gigs? Yeah, that's a good question. If if I was just a if I didn't have a podcast and I was like so, just a pro. St- you know, purely stand-up. Surely you could have done like the the AFL's done at the moment and just relocate for a couple of months. Relocate comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I could have moved Spleen to Perth. That would have been good. Yeah, I wonder why Except that Except it would have been happened. full of Perth comedians. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I guess you'd have to ask anyone that we know that's in a position that just makes their living off yeah. stand-up and go, hey, no offence, yeah. but why didn't you do this? Yeah, yeah, Why did yeah. you fuck up your life so badly? Yeah, why did you stay in a place where there's no comedy? And I mean, I guess it did all happen relatively quickly, I yeah. suppose. I mean, I, don't, I mean, we, yeah, we saw it was going pretty badly, but I don't think we really thought we'd yeah. be fucked this hard for this long. But I think if that was on top of your mind, like we're, neither of us are like, you know, we don't make the majority the of our money of from stand-up, stand-up yeah. comedy purely. So if that was on the forefront of my mind, and it was like, if I, if I, if I was a baker, and and uh, you know, they were cooking bread in the ba- bakeries open in Perth, and it was like pretty clear they were going to close all the Brumbies and Baker's Delights in Melbourne. I would mm. have been fucking absolutely hot, hot stepping over the the Nullarbor. Yeah, but but then again, most comedians are fucked in the head, so maybe they just. But then you'd be not smart enough. But then you're trapped in Perth. Sure, you're earning money, but you're stuck there. God knows when you'll be able. I guess that's probably the thinking for a lot of people. Quite seriously, is like God knows when I'd be able to get back in. I reckon you're back then. Those people that like in the UK went to fucking Magaluf, and now they're like stranded what's, there. What's Magaluf? It's like it's in Spain, I believe. It's oh. it's like their it's their equivalent of like the Gold Coast or whatever. Right. Where it's like you see all like the school leavers go there and just get absolutely sideways. Right. There's like a whole bunch of people were there for the weekend, and then you know they were allowed to travel between there, and then they got over there, mm. and the British government's gone. I you actually can't come back in now; it's all yeah. fucked again. Yeah. Or if you, sorry, when you do, you've got to quarantine, quarantine. for two weeks on the yeah. other side, and right. they're all like, "It's safer here than it is there. Right. Like we're not bringing anything back. Like there's less cases here." Got to say, sounds like the dream. It do, yeah. Look, it doesn't sound entirely awful. Stuck in a place that's 10 degrees warmer than where you're coming mm. from and where there's no disease. Typical whinging palms. <laughs> oh, no, I want to get back over there to to fucking yeah. to cock foresters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I, I say that with Perth. Like, Perth's looking pretty good to me at the moment. I was yeah. talking to people from Perth and they, they're like, yeah, you sort of, it's pretty easy to forget that this fucking thing's happening. 
I think there. they felt that way at the beginning of it, yeah, though, too. Yeah. They never really got hit all that hard by it, by yeah. the restrictions and stuff, as is my understanding. But yeah, I'd love to be, I'd love to be over there mm. hitting those, hitting those beautiful beaches. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Someday. Someday soon. Oh, man. Imagine the first live show we do again. Mm. If we just fucking just bolt into state, go somewhere. That'd Don't mind good. it. Yeah. It's probably more of a chance than doing anything here. Yeah. I reckon too. I reckon we bolt to Perth. I can't wait. Yeah, Fucking that'd be pretty cool. Just let. Can, we, can you can you drive to Perth? Do you reckon we could drive? I, I looked it up the other day, actually. I have often thought I'd like to do it. It'd be pretty. It'd be pretty fun. Like take some time, stop along the way. A friend of mine did it. Um, he like lived over there for a bit mm. and like drove the Nullarbor and stopped off at some pretty gnarly towns on the way. It sounded pretty fun. It would be fun. I think Blakey told me the other day he was because you know you don't know what. Planes are going to cost and whatever coming mm. up. He was talking talking about potentially driving to Perth for Christmas, and I looked it up to see how long it would take you. And if you don't go crazy, it basically takes you like five days to drive right. there. Yeah, without doing an insane, without driving ten, twelve hours. Yeah, you know, this is like I think that's based on about seven or eight hours a day okay. of driving. And so. then you probably you're stopping in some pretty. Interesting places along the way. That's the thing I'd like about it. You'd yeah. see parts of the country that you'd never see otherwise. Oh, I mean, that drive we did through America was yeah. fucking awesome. The dream is to stay at some fucking crazy Edamoga pub style oh, yeah, accommodation. Sure. Some absolute shanty in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And just getting fucking blind with weird locals. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That would be the... And just having fucking meat and no vegetables... For yeah, your, for your counter meals. That said, I mean, my friend who did that drive, their car broke down along the Nullarbor yeah. at a really remote part of it, Ugh. and like that would be. I think I'd I'd have to like hire a car or like get yeah. a new code, like something. There's no way I'd do it in my car. We, that would be. I would be fucking terrified of that happening. Well, remember we did that in America. We drove sort of from one side to the other mm. years ago, but we did that thing where you you read about it, and it seems like a very doable thing where it's like. Oh yeah, you just hire a car at one end, and then you just drop it off at a you know the, the same hire company at the other end of the country. Mm. So yeah, yeah, that's doable. But they charge you basically you're basically buying a car. Like we got charged quite a bit of money for that. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah right. Um, I wonder if that's the same here. I would imagine it would be. I mean, I'm sure you pay a bit more, but yeah. But well, no. But I mean, then you'd be driving back, so you just I wouldn't want to dump it. Well. There. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. See, that that's the problem. Drive it, have it there, and then bring it back. That's the problem is driving it back because it's all fun and games when you're doing that. But coming back, you're going, I've done this before. This mm. is fucking hard yakka. Yeah, that's true. That's that's not maybe that. I mean, maybe coming back, you just do the like mental hours where you just go, you, you know, you do it in three days. Yeah, it's a big trip. If you drive five days and then you hang out in Perth for what, five days? And then you come home five mm. Four or five days. It's a long time to be away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris Maudsley. <laughs> don't know what the fuck we were doing hey, there. we started with uh, Maudlin and we ended up in beautiful, sunny Perth yeah. on the beach. Yeah. We got depressed and then we just talked ourselves out of our depression yeah. and thinking of like a some sort of Shangri-La, some sort of fucking dream destination that that, that got us out of this fucking comedy hellhole that Melbourne is at the Felt moment. good. Yeah. All of a sudden we were living in Perth. We were driving along the Nullarbor, eating pork chops in the yeah. sun. Oh, can't oh. wait. Oh. Thanks, Mordo. Thanks, now I'll always um, I'll think of your name positively. I'll think of blowflies being shooed off a big fucking dead kangaroo as I'm on the sitting on on a tractor that's sitting on top of a pub in the yep. middle of fucking nowhere. 
Damn, this trip sounds awesome. I know. Fuck. Just a just a fucking big cold pint in the middle of nowhere. Oh. Blistering sun. Fuck. Yes. Sounds excellent. All right. Thanks, Chris. Um, thanks for conjuring that oasis for us. Thank you to Patreon subscriber Jess Newton. Newton. Mm. Hmm. I do I do phonetically like this a lot better. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. Newton uh, guy I went to school with. He was the school captain, in fact. Oh. Nice guy. So I've already got much more positive associations with this name than I do with um, old Mordo. Yeah, Jess, I like it as a, as a girl's name. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I would say, I would, if I may, I would say it's a more attractive sounding name. It's one of the, it's one mm. of the, the more attractive sounding names for a girl. It's definitely over the, over the 50 percentile. Yes, it's kind of like a stereotype, like go-to, like if you're writing a script or whatever and you wanted to have, you you, you know, you want a character that's like, maybe it's a high school drama or, you know, teen romp mm. and you want a hot girl character name. Yeah. It's probably Jess. Okay. I think Jess is in the mix for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's good that that it's, it's founded in something. Um, yeah, yeah, I quite like it. I think, and especially seeing Jess now... Yeah, if I was a Jessica, I'd go with Jess. I've never really thought about it before, but I'm whether thinking about go, it now. Whether you'd go the full Jessica mm. or just Jess. Yeah, Jess, I like Jess now. Mm. I'll go with that. Um, well, and also, of course, the hottest chick of all time, Jessica Rabbit. Oh. I thought you going to say Jessica Simpson for a minute. <laughs> My generation's Pammy. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, you got the hottest chick, the hottest... The hottest chick of all time, I'm like, Jess Anderson? What the, how's this going to work? And then I went, Pam Anderson, Jessica Simpson. That's the closest Jess mm. to Pam Anderson. This uh, this friend of mine is just a guy who's truly on another planet. And he keeps he keeps tweeting at Kanye West in a way that he thinks Kanye is actually going to see. Like as if he's got like a direct line. Like he keeps being like, brother, Stuff's clearly going on. Take all the time you need. Oh, step really? Out, step out of the step out of the spotlight. Really? For, for as long as you need. Like it's really not healthy. Or when he's or when you know Kanye's gone on tears in the past, where he's like, "Yeah, I've got this new album coming out," but he won't say anything more about it. He'll just tweet, "You should call the album this, right. and this should be the cover." Wow. But they're but they're not based on anything. They're just like deranged. Like great. Like at one point he was saying, "Is you he call is the he... new album Neverland? Not based on anything." <laughs> Is he trying to make Kanye feel better because he's not the biggest nutcase on Twitter anymore compared to this cunt? Maybe that is what it is. But the, what made me think of it was, so this friend, his Twitter profile picture at the moment is of Pamela Anderson. Great. <laughs> so it's just like, first of all, it's one thing to get that. Like me and my friend, me and a mutual friend of this person were obsessed with the idea that you see an interview with Kanye in three years' time where he's like, yeah, look, I was on the edge. I was about to do something really drastic. And then, you know, I obviously get, you know, Thousands of Twitter mentions a minute, but I just for whatever reason I got on there and this this one stuck out to me. Yeah, this picture Pamela of Pamela Anderson, Anderson, the hottest. Pamela was actually the, talking the to hot, me. Yeah, and I was like, I, I've jo'd to this woman many times. <laughs> in my life, and she was telling me to step back from the public profile. Yeah, and it really, everything changed on that day. And I was like, you know, she would know because she knows Julian Assange. So yeah, yes, he's exactly. got he's got WikiLeaks. He knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So like, if the, the advice has probably come from him. To her, she's telling me, great, okay, then yep. this is what to do. Exactly. Great advice. Um, yeah, what if, what, if, um, what if you met Pamela Anderson? 
What that's if? the end of the question. I think that's it. Um, I guess I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty intimidated. I'd like to think who's who's. I think she'd be. I think she'd be a good hang. Honestly, I think she might be a bit nuts. Yeah, but you know, mm. she'd be fun nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she'd be good on this. Yeah, she'd be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She seems like she, she's someone who you could have in the mix of something like this, where you wouldn't have to be too worried about like. I think she'd get in the mix pretty quickly. Yeah, don't you think? There was someone. There was someone similar, not very long ago, that I was like, you know. Uh, would like you know thought thought maybe I should maybe I should attempt to get this person on the pod, mm-hmm. and then someone who had worked with them said to me, "Yeah, nah, okay, too crazy, interesting." I was like, "Oh, that's a shame." So people can guess as to who that was, but um, I have a, I have a, yeah, I have a vague idea. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know though. But Pammy, I don't know. Yeah. What What about this for a question then? You said your generation. Back a few, you know, generations when you, when you were growing up, I guess is mm. what you were saying. That Jessica Simpson was the Pammy of that era. Who's Pammy of two thousand twenty? Who's today's Pammy? That's a good question because I mean, I was, uh, you know, I wasn't being completely serious about Jessica Simpson mm. being my generation's Pammy, but yeah. then I don't quite know who is. Yeah, Pammy is such a singular figure. Yeah, that in a way that I don't really know that. Because, so what, you know, her big breakout thing is just being this incredibly hot woman mm. on a network, t- on this big network TV show yep. where she's in a bikini for yep. the entire show. She is completely designed to be the hottest person in the world. That's, yeah. that's her purpose in that show. So there's hot people now, of course, but like in terms of just that broad breaking mm. out in the same way, yeah. I don't really know if that method of delivery really exists. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no vehicle like yeah. Baywatch where it's like this person is here to be hot. It's just it'd just be some. It's just someone like Emily Ratajkowski or so, you know, oh, yeah. who's just like hot on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. But even yeah. that, that doesn't really that doesn't quite feel like the same thing. No, no. She yeah. She is just extremely attractive rather than uh, doing quite the same job that Pammy did. Well, and it's also, you know, it's disappointing that 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 is the platform. That is the broad, like, way of someone like that getting out there to the Mm. world is just a social media platform. Yeah. It's not quite – it doesn't quite have the charm to it of someone reverse engineering a sitcom, not a sitcom, a a series where they're like, let's just have – what what? You know, how can we possibly have this woman yeah. wearing as little as possible yeah. every episode? Yeah. Oh, we'll set it on the beach. Yeah. I Problem s- solved. I still remember where I was when I first discovered Pamela Anderson. So yeah, I'm because I'm a little. She's like slightly before my. So she's just yeah. kind of always been there. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah. There was no. There was no point of discovery. I was at high school and we went to the to a corner shop and there was. I never watched Baywatch, but there was I was with friends and they got some magazine and they were just showing me pictures of her going, you know, this chick from Baywatch. And I'm like, I have no idea what that is. What that is. Yeah. But, um, but it stuck with me. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That blonde woman with huge breasts is attractive. I guess I agree with you guys. Yeah, yeah. We've t- I'm sure I mean, we've this is out of context. I haven't seen the show, but yeah. I, can, I, I guess I can see what you see in her. I guess she's probably hot on the show like she is in these pictures. Yeah. Um, we've probably talked about this on the show before, but remember when she was in the Big Brother house and all the yes. contestants thought they were going to fuck her? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she was like forty, yeah, and she was she was forty plus, yeah. That's the thing that sometimes 
um, sticks in my mind uh, about her. She was slightly different from what you would think. She wasn't when 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 she blew up on Baywatch. Mm. She was like twenty eight or something. Yeah, right. She was she wasn't some ingenue. You know, mm. she wasn't someone. She was like nineteen, nineteen, or twenty, yeah. twenty one, whatever. She was like pushing thirty. You know, but again, that's what I mean. It's just it's a different era that it's hard to say. Well, who is the yeah. who is the Pammy of of today? Yeah. So. Yeah, she was like she was forty plus, and it was just all these fucking dickheads. Mm. These these twenty two year old dickheads going. I think I'm gonna fuck Pamela you Anderson. Genuinely thought a they're gonna fuck her, and yeah. b they're gonna fuck her in a show where there's cameras in everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Because she's in a famous sex tape once. Yeah, she's gonna be down for getting drilled by some fucking slob. But in a communal bedroom. Having said that, if you look at the list of her paramours, mm, true. It's you know. There's no, there's no absolute fucking, you know, great names in there. I told you they're this. all dirtbags. Yeah, true. I told you this. I was watching um with my girlfriend the rebooted, The Hills, the old reality MTV mm. show, and there's this guy on it. He's bought a house and he's talking to the camera like, oh yeah, my mum's coming around, and you know, I'm pretty nervous about her seeing my house because she's got pretty high tastes and all this kind of stuff, and. You know, also, it's been a bit weird growing up with my mum, knowing that all these different people have jacked off to her over the years. <laughs> you're like, what a what an odd thing to say. <laughs> and then his mum shows up and it's Pammy. It's Pammy's, like, son is in the show. Fucking wild. Wow. She's out there in the mix. She's, you know, she's, you know, she's on a, she's turning up on her son's reality show. She knows what she's doing. She knows how to play the cameras. It's great. That is funny that, ev- like, he's well aware of that, obviously. Of, of, of the outside world's perception to his mum. Mm. To think that every time he sees it, most times he sees men, they find out that he's the son of Pamela and they, their immediate thought is, I wish I'd made you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. I wish I was your dad. Not because I love yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to do the deed. Do you think it would ruin jacking off for you? Like every time you did it, you'd be thinking, this is what millions of people have done to my mum. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And it'd be cruising for porn, having to avoid your mum. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, very true. Yeah, that is funny. I wonder what age he was. What his first memory is of someone saying to him, "I've jado to your mother." Do you reckon he's just got net nanny on purpose on his own computer yes. to make sure he doesn't see yeah. his mum in the nude? Yeah, yeah. Got, got the muted terms. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> he's just had to jack off with his using his imagination his whole life. Yeah, just too in risky. case. Too risky. Fuck. What a life! That's so funny. He just in case he in case he not only stumbles over seeing his mum in the nude, but seeing his dad's dick go into his mum as yep. well. Yeah, <laughs> fuck! Wow, that's amazing. All right, well, thanks, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Nuto. Thank you to Patreon subscriber. Well, well, well. Thank you to. Speaking of, we hadn't mentioned him before. Thank you to Bernard Thomas. Kicked a big one, Bernard. Oh wow! Yeah. Fuck! Thank God this name came. I up. know we didn't. We hadn't mentioned it. Jesus but, Christ! But yes, have we? Have we kicked a big, big one, Bernard? This week? Yeah, this week. I f- uh, yeah, that's the question. I, I believe so. Yeah, from yep. our memory, I yep. believe so. Yep. Uh, thanks. Th- that's good. That's. I hope we. I hope um, Bernard Thomas. Uh, agrees with us, mm. let us know. Boy, he must be wrapped with this uh, semi-recent development of a catchphrase on the show. It's like he's part of it every week. Well, maybe maybe he doesn't like Bernie. I mean, he's distinctly noted down as Bernard here, mm. which is a bit of a wasted opportunity, I think. Would you, uh, yeah, what would you go for? 
I well, Bernie. there's two references to this show in his name. Bernard Thomas, that's you. That is me. Yeah. yeah. So, Interesting. Um, yeah, it's is just a shame. Is this just, a bizarre alias? It's just a shame that there's no um, mention of Carl or uh, They've Done It Again as yep. a middle name. Yep. That would be good. That would be Bernard, really good. Bernard, They've Done It Again, Thomas. T-D-I-A. Tadia. Yeah. Bernard Tadia Thomas. It's a very distinguished sounding name. Bernard it sounds like a lecturer at a university. Bernard Bernard to Bernie, it's a little bit similar to your name, um, ironically, Tommy Thomas, and Thomas. Thomas you know. to Tommy. It, it, mm. You know, look, I think maybe, you know, if you hit 40 and you might go, right, I'm going if. by Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you've got history. The odds are stacked against you've me. You've got history. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you, might, you might go, right, well, it's time for Thomas. Time for Thomas instead of Tommy. From now on. You know, th- this is the mm. thing. I think, you know, I would definitely go, as a young man, Bernie. I'd definitely go Bernie over Bernard. But mm. then, you know, once you once you get some elbow patches on your on your, your little grey jacket and whatever and you, you know, you move out to the suburbs, it's like, well, maybe it's time for Bernard. But maybe, you know, maybe it's kind of future-proofing yourself in the way that, you know, people have a – men have a – quite commonly have a midlife crisis. Mm. You know where they, they realise they're – you know, their their youth has escaped them, and they, they run they, off to Southeast Asia. Yeah, they or, do things yeah. like they they cheat on their partner, or they mm. buy a Ferrari, they mm. get a significantly younger girlfriend, they mm. start dressing much younger, all those kinds of things. Mm. Maybe I'm protected from that because I'm always, you know, if I stay as a Tommy, yep. that's oh, just, yeah. I'm just doing that. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. protecting myself from all that stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of future proofing myself in that yeah, way. Real, real, you're <laughs> a real Peter Pan attempt there. Exactly, real Tommy Pan. Yep. Yeah, I only ever want to drive a shit car, right. And route the same old broad <laughs> for the rest of my life. <laughs> the same shit old man clothes. I'm ready to start dre- shopping at Rivers from about 34. I reckon. What What does happen if you never grow up? How, what do you do for a midlife crisis? How does it work? Um, it just it just doesn't happen, or it goes. Does it get pushed into your later years, or what does it happen? Do you do you then? Are you buying? Are you trying? <laughs> you trying to root a teenager when you're fucking sixty eight or something instead? So the idea of having a midlife crisis in what your you know mid forties or whatever it is, it's ba- it's probably based around generationally the idea that you're getting married late twenties, yeah, yeah, thirties probably. So you've been married for ten something years. You've been with that same person a very long time, mm. had kids for a while, and you mm. just you start to look back and your early twenties and your youth and your Getting out there and fucking around just seems like such a long time ago and you're yeah. realising not even that much of it has passed. There's still heaps to go, yep. but I'm never going to have that fun again. It's a, it's regrets is what it is. Yeah. It's it's the, the impossible dream maybe, that the perfect life or whatever where you go, oh, well, I, you know, I know I had fun, but maybe I didn't have enough fun. Maybe I yeah. didn't do this or maybe I, at the time I thought that was, I'm going to live forever. I've got time to do this yeah. and this. And then you realise you don't have time to do all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, that is pretty funny, though. Someone who settles down at 45 and then just, yeah, at age 68, full midlife crisis. Yeah. But it's like, dude, just write it out. Yeah. You're sort of nearly done at this point anyway. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. You just did whatever you wanted for 44 years and then go, well, you know, that could be me. Yeah. yeah that could be me at 60, 68. Just A four-fifth oh. life crisis. I haven't been to Costa Mill in 20 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. That would be. I. I don't. I don't doubt it. I don't. I. I'm. I'm not putting money against it. Against what? You still going to Kosamui? No. 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 Me. Me. Me getting to that age and going. Oh yeah, but I could have done 
more podcast festivals. I yep. could have done. Yep. Oh, come on, guys. Let's get the gang back together. Yeah. Like Tommy died 20 years ago. Yeah, I'm yeah. a head in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my, um, my taxidermied corpse is in the Australian <laughs> Podcasting Museum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to smuggle it through. Yeah. And I'm getting on Border Security Thailand, the TV show. Exactly. Why Why have you got this 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 man Thomas? Mm. Why have you got this man Thomas stuffed and mounted? Why are you, why are you trying to get him through to Koh Samui? He's the podcast mascot. Come on, guys. We need him there. Yeah. Don't you know this, is, but this was the number one... Income for, for this island for three years straight. Yeah. Back I'm going to go and get cheap surgery in Bangkok to get him reanimated. <laughs> it's too expensive in the Western world, but over there I reckon they can do it for a pretty cheap. What if what if it was it was you you know, I was I was trying to, you know, um get everything that I thought you you wanted. I you mm. know, I was bringing your course through, I was getting your your penis extended. In Bangkok, just dodgy surgery stuff. So I was like, I feel like he wanted this done at the time. But really, it's just you in Thailand, which is just what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, I was happy to die. So you've brought me back to life. Pain is just bruised and stitched up. I'm like, please, Carl, just let me die. Let me die. Let me die with dignity. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come and hang out with me. Come on. Come Nick on. Nick Carr's getting here soon. You'll love it. <laughs> God. Fuck. Oh. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks um, who was that? Bernie. Oh, thanks, Bernie. Thanks, God, how Bernie. could I forget? Yeah. Uh, thank you to Patreon subscriber, Pat Murray. Hmm. Had a had a Pat recently on the show, I believe. Pat, because I'm always interested in Pat over Patrick. Hmm. Um, Pat Murray. One of the, uh, I'm sure I've said this, but one of the um, small suite of musicians who I have a uh, a photograph of me after waiting at the side stage door for. Who? Mr. Pete Murray. Oh, right. <laughs> Pete Murray. What a fucking loser. When I was like 17, I lined up after a concert to get a photo with Pete Murray. I fucking loved Pete Murray. Yeah, that's your, your, change, your taste change. You're a Jamiroquai and Pete Murray fan. Mm. What, what would you classify? Jamiroquai, I still chuck on and, and go, these guys slap. But right. Pete Murray, not so much. Pete Murray, what, what do you classify his music as? He, he started burnt, burnt pretty brightly pretty quickly, didn't it? He had a monster hit on that first album. And then I think his second album did pretty well as well. And oh. then now not so much. I don't think any. Just I mean, a, this is probably like, you know. Just a very well-off beach bum. He's just like yeah. Tom from MySpace, just cruising around the world yeah. with, with a pretty decent little wedge. Yeah, Byron Bay yeah. kind of aesthetic folk sort of. Sort of came off the back of when like Jack Johnson and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fuck, who was that other cunt? Um, Pete Murray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, who was the other guy in that crew with... Um, not John Butler. No, not John Butler. Je- uh, anyway. Oh, Ben Folds. Oh, okay. No. No, ben Harper. a bit different. Ben, ben Harper, Harper, Jack yeah, Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that whole kind of... Yeah. You know he's gone from? He's gone from Tommy Dasso lining up to meet him, mm. to get a photo with him at stage door, to these days, 20 years later or whatever it is, to um, him being the cunt pulling out his acoustic guitar at a bonfire and people going, fuck off, mate. Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, guys, come on, we'll play You think this. people are still being like that? Not even, there's no one there even vaguely impressed. Like, I mean, no. this guy was like nominated for Arias and stuff. No, like, this no. is kind of cool the way no, you're they're saying, show. they're saying, uh, what, is this fucking, are you playing Pete Murray? Fuck this shit. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's... He's he gone. He's he, um, he gone. Yeah. What, I feel like he did put something out relatively recently because I was reading it. I think I may have read an interview with him in an in-flight magazine, which I'm sure that's 
pretty much the bulk of the press that he's getting these days. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, you know, you're in flight Jetstar magazine. They're wrapped to get a get yeah. like that. Maybe not even Jetstar. Maybe that. Maybe he's more Qantas these days. Mm. You're older. You're older. Demo. Yeah. A lot of twenty year old, twenty five year olds reading the Jetstar. You know, thing going. Who the fuck's this old crusty cunt? Did I ever talk about when, um, when I was in Japan two years ago? We were in a really small bar, and there was a group of Germans that we were chatting to, and uh, they were like, "Oh, we love Australian music," and we're like, "Oh, okay. What what's your favorite Australian band?" And they go, "The Cat Empire." Oh. This huge Cat Empire had heads, which we just thought was so bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's people that are in Australia that have forgotten they exist. Yeah, yeah. I was those sort of people. I never. I wasn't that. I wasn't on board with Cat Empire when they came out. It was that thing, you know, when you're in the fucking eye of the storm of like popular music, mm. you can, you sort of can cover where they started, where they where they got to, and then their decline, sort of thing. You sort mm. of you can chart all that sort of stuff. But when someone like that, I was only sort of vaguely aware of them when they got successful. So I never really knew where their apex was. So I don't really know where they stand now. Are they are they just sort of like gone now, are they? They no, they're still around. They tour a lot. Like they, I think the reason why these people in Germany would know them, they early on they toured heaps. Like they toured everywhere in the world, and they were really popular in a lot of European countries. Like they were one of those bands that would just go and commit to just being overseas for eight months of the year mm. back when it was hard to do yep. like 2003 when you couldn't rely on the internet or whatever yeah so i think they did all the, they got pretty i think they had enough success in like festivals in europe that they've still got a bit of oh yeah a bit of a fan base over there well what about um like i said tom from myspace now that is a life you know you know what he does now so he sold myspace for a very pretty penny mm-hmm. back in what t- uh, what was it? Ooh, that had been ten plus years ago. Mm-hmm. So he sold that thing, and then he, from from what I believe, purely like just travels the world, fucking around now. Wow! And so he's on Twitter. Mm. Maybe I'm not sure if he's on Instagram. Love that. Yeah, <laughs> he's on that stuff. Just going cool. No, I did my thing, and that's it. Yeah. So you know, he sold it for fucking you know a couple hundred mil or whatever he did. And, you know, the dream, it's not like you can even look at MySpace and sort of go, oh, fuck, they've built it up another level. No, it crashed and burned. It just ended. It's fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he Great. truly did get out at the right time. Got up at the top of the roller coaster and just fucking jumped off there and didn't see it go all the way down. And you've got to love anyone that goes, you know, I think a lot of people would have a thing if they were in that position, they buy out, they get a lot of money. Okay, well, this is just the start of the story. What's next? Mm. What's the next chapter? Yeah, what am yeah. I investing this in? Or I'm starting a new thing. You've got to respect anyone that just goes, doesn't care how old that or young they are, just goes, nah, that's it, I'm out. Oh, I'm out of the workforce forever at absolutely. age 25. And just like publicly going like, yep, I'm never going to work again. It's It should be celebrated. <laughs> it's as pretty the sick. best story. Like yeah. people go about Rupert Murdoch and whatever, oh, he owns all this stuff. Who gives a fuck? How much money yeah. can you spend? Yeah, yeah, Who cares? Yeah. Like, you know, he's just an old cunt um, who tries to marry someone, a younger woman who hates him every decade or so. Who gives a fuck? And then there, well, it turns all these kids have into like, cunts. Yeah, there's some people that have, like, insane workaholic compulsions, which yeah. I'm sure probably a lot of that, like, high business stuff feeds into. But then someone like that, got like Tom going, yeah, you know what? I got lucky. Yeah. I hit the fucking jackpot. Yeah. I'm not dumb enough to think I can fucking make yeah. this over again on a new venture. And like, what's the point of wanting to get a lot of money if not to just kick back and do sick shit and not worry about anything? Oh. It's not, pretty cool. Not only that, but it seems like what he's done now is, so he travels a lot and just goes to c- fucking cool places. Mm. 
so his hobby that he's his little skill that he's sort of put his uh, um, time and effort into is photography. So not only is he doing cool stuff, he's developed the school the skill to make what he's doing look even cooler now. Yeah, so yeah, he's, yeah, right. He's putting up on Twitter and Instagram, whatever, where he is, and it's like. Is that even on Earth? That it's looks not fucking some, like, awesome. Blurry front front facing camera bullshit. No, That's no, it. no. It looks awesome. Respect. He's it's the full um man. What what a fucking life. Peaked at mm. thirty one or whatever the fuck he was, and then went. I'm out, boys. Yep. And just just doing a few laps of the planet, going yep. to, going to fucking cool places. The absolute dream. Yeah. Um man, time from MySpace. Fuck. If you're out there, if you're listening, salute. I was thinking about... Um, it was always so funny that he was like the default account and yeah. that like picture of him is so iconic. Yes. It's the worst photo. Yes. <laughs> it's so You're trying shit. to write a whiteboard? Yeah, yeah. With like shit on it? <laughs> I just remember getting on there and being like, who the fuck is this guy? I didn't even know that it was the guy that started it. I was like, what the fuck's this guy doing? I was thinking of this literally today. I was thinking of this literally today. I'm like, <laughs> I was thinking about putting this up once a week just on Facebook. Just my own top eight friends. Oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Just changing it every week and yep, just going, yep. what, what, you know, remember that when you used to have to rate your friends? If you did it, if you designed it too, if you did like as a as an image yeah. of everyone's profile pic. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And people are moving up and down. In yes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. How funny would that be? Yeah. Because how ridiculous was that that you were rating your friends back then? That was insane. I remember doing it. I remember like going... Oh, yeah, you just do this. You just number your friends in order of who you like the most. Were you ever in a relationship? And you're making it public. Yeah. Were you in a relationship for any of those MySpace days? Because I was for a lot of it. So I would have been like 19, 20 and in a relationship then. And that that was just like, well, a girlfriend has to be number one. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah, get yeah. out of that. Yeah. Meanwhile, me and her eight, I'm bouncing around all over the place. Oh, were you? Yeah, I'm getting shuffled down to eight some weeks. <laughs> but if I dare, you know, I'd put my friend Drew in there for a day. She'd notice it. Yeah. Get an angry phone call. Great. All right, back up to number one. What? Oh, seven though. That's yeah. interesting. But what? But would you say that? Would you say, why am I seven? Why am I not in the top six in return? You've got to be number one and I, I think don't... I knew better than to fight. I just, I was really? like, I don't really understand what's going on. Right. Okay. Fuck that. No, I don't, I don't think. This, this girlfriend was... Was not really. It was never much of a debate. Right. She was not up for. Right. She's not up for much of a discussion. Right. She's not up for hearing about things that she may have done wrong. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think I was never in a in a proper relationship during the MySpace days. I don't think that ever. No. I but that was a funny thing where that was classic. It would, because I I would of, of always think like, well. Yeah, you're my girlfriend. As if it fucking matters yep. whether you're in the top eight or not. It just yep. goes without saying. Yeah, it should almost just be a different thing. You should just be pinned to the top of my page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my partner. Yeah, but nah, you gotta have. Yeah, gotta have them as number one. Have have you have your girlfriend with the asterisk? I'm sure this is the topic we'll hear about this week. Yeah, relationship fights of people's MySpace top eights. What if, happy to happy to hear them. What about this? What about this? Mm. After this, for the next couple of weeks, I'll put up. The top eight guests of the show every every week on 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 the uh, social Uh-oh. medias. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? Is that good? Start um start my dum dum and everyone's yeah. first friend is Carl. And yes. It's, instead, it's the bottom eight. <laughs> eight people you hate the most. Oh yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking great. Top eight shit cunts. Every mm. yeah, fuck, that would be great. I would love that. Fuck, can someone make that for me? 
That would be awesome. That's yeah, the only any, function. Any, it's like a rip-off of MySpace, but just you shred no every comments, other bit of it. Yeah, no glittery yeah. bullshit on the backdrop of your Yeah, page. yeah, no yeah. bands involved, yeah, none of yeah, that shit. No streaming songs, just... J- yeah. just just the top eight shit cunt friends. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be good. But but yeah, top eight top eight dum dum guests do that for a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, will that be just my choice, or would, do you want to work with me? Uh, we could do four each. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. We'll do it. Okay. Huh. We'll do it. How long do we do this for? I, I would, you know, for a couple of weeks. Because, okay. well, you, you can't do it for one week because it's like, oh, yeah. You yeah. want to do it for the second week so yeah. you can see whether people oh, yeah. go up or down. Yeah. We need to pick a note. We, like four or five weeks or something. That's yeah. enough for it to kind of change interestingly enough. Yeah. A month. We'll do a month. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Maybe every maybe every Thursday, maybe, because then you can hear this episode and mm-hmm. then we'll, we'll, we'll And that, that might influence it? Yeah. Well, we could debate it on here. Because I don't think this bit is going for long enough each week. Yeah, this is going for long enough Fuck, right now. Um, okay, well, uh, thanks, Pat. Uh, let's just do one more. Um, this has gone for too long, I yep. think. Yep. Yep. Uh, th- uh, uh, fifth and final, I believe, this week. Uh, thank you to Patreon subscriber Tom Comedy. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, yep. Is this the guy who started comedy and then bought out my, my at comedy. the right time? He started, <laughs> right. he started up my comedy. <laughs> and then he just In front of the whiteboard that just had ideas for one-liners on it? Yeah, yeah. And he just cruises around Melbourne, um, just going to, to Melbourne comedy rooms now. Mm. Um, and right, just, right. And just takes... Terrible photos of closed ones with no one in them. <laughs> yeah. It's a real shit life. He should kill Uh-oh. himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Tom. And thanks, everyone who supports the Little Dum Dum Club on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Little Dum Dum Club is where you can do that. Get a bonus episode. Uh, two bonus episodes a week, I should say. Um, head to littledumdumclub.com for the what's left of the masks. They'll be sold out very quickly, so don't miss out on one of them and all the other merch that we have. And uh, look at some of the previous episodes that we have on there. Yes. Right back into the vaults and been uh, uploading some stuff that was not on the um, on the website yet. Yep. Yeah, it's very uh, easy to go back and um, have a look at uh, everyone's faces and, and pick that way. Yep. A much more fun way of doing it. So get into that. All right. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. See See you, mates. mates.